You're listening to KNL Sports Podcast, where you can enjoy sports from around the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. KNL is committed to bringing you sports live on 95.3 KNL FM, 1490 KNL AM, and online at KNLradio.com. Hope you enjoy this edition of KNL Sports Podcast. Good evening and welcome to Mason Punchers Football on KNL 95.3 FM online at KNLradio.com on the TuneIn app or tell Alexa to open KNL FM. Mason Punchers Football on KNL. Our game tonight brought to you by Mason Bank, by Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle Company, and by Mason Building and Supply. Punchers Football also sponsored by Heart of Texas Ford, Mason Punchers Club, and Laneburg Realty. Supporting our broadcast, the Commercial Bank, Hill Country Propane, Cat Track Construction. Also supporters, Pro Granada's Lawn and Landscaping, Kingdom Automotive, and Greater Texas Solar. Mason Punchers Football on KNL. Now to the stadium for tonight's Mason Punchers Football Game. It's a great day to be a puncher. Good evening, puncher fans, and welcome to tonight's broadcast. We are live here in Comanche, Texas. Indian Stadium getting ready for tonight's uh, matchup between your 2-2 two and two Mason Punchers and the Comanche Indians. Uh, hello and welcome. Thanks again for joining us here on 95.3 KNL, the station that's been broadcasting these Puncher football games for, for over 40 years, and uh, we are happy to continue that tradition of excellence here. Uh, Will Lamberg, Micah Walker, bringing you play-by-play, uh, color commentary analysis, and uh, we are on the road again in Comanche. The second... Uh, Second year in a row, we've uh, you know, and this will be our last uh, non-district game um, against an, another 3A Division II opponent. Uh, second year in a row, and uh, Punchers coming here tonight, two and two, uh, facing a very similar type team, uh, similar type record. Uh, Comanches two and two, uh, winning last week uh, over De Leon, 33 to zero. A fairly uh, younger team uh, than what the Punchers saw last year at home. Uh, I think all the expectation has been, uh, you know, Punchers should be able to play against this team. And, uh, and, uh, you know, pretty much do what they, what they want to do. But again, you can't count out anybody. This is a bigger opponent. Uh, they're coming off a good win themselves. Uh, they've got a veteran coach back there, uh, the coach, uh, Stephen Hermes Meyer, who was in Mason late nineties, mid two thousands and, uh, very similar style offense. They run a wing tee. They're very run heavy, similar to what Sonora, uh, what we saw out of them. They, they average, you know, a little over 40 yards a game passing over 200 a game on the ground. Uh, I've seen a little, little film of them. Uh, you know, when they when they when they're executing, they look good. They can move the ball. But I think you know, I think punchers, as long as we execute, uh, show up tonight. Uh, you know, coming off a loss, we need to kind of need that rebound victory uh, on the road, leading into the open week. Uh, they got a chance to do it here tonight. Uh, I guess this, uh, like I said, fairly young convention. You know, most of their skilled players, uh, a lot of sophomores and juniors. Yeah, no doubt, uh, Will. It's uh, it's a nice evening here in Comanche and a little warm. Uh, we're uh, all still looking to here in the Hill Country for that cold front that uh, they've been promising, and, and hopefully by the end of next week and maybe tomorrow and the next day we'll get a little rain. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just hoping for a little cold front. It is pretty hot out here. The wind's starting to lay a little bit from the south. This field faces due east and west, so the sun's going to be right in somebody's eyes for just a little bit as uh, we start this one. But, uh it's uh it is a great day to be a puncher and happy to be here and so uh you know without any further ado will i think uh try to run right into the, to the coach's commentary that you were able to get uh um this week as you sat down with uh 
Coach McLeod and, and interviewed him. And uh, Coach's pregame show is brought to you by Kingdom Automotive. Mason's, Mason's best kept secret is out. Kingdom Automotive has all your d- domestic and foreign auto repairs need, needs covered. Next to Lantex on the San Antonio Highway, Kingdom Automotive will get you back on the road again. And we'll go ahead and uh, uh, listen to our, uh, our interview with uh, head coach Michael McLeod earlier this week where we first got to hear about this upcoming uh, matchup and uh, what he had to say both about you know, how the punchers are progressing and also a little bit about you know, from that game last week, which we'll talk a little bit more. Here's uh, head coach Michael McLeod. Coach, uh, welcome back. And um, uh, before we start talking about uh, this upcoming game on the road against Comanche, kind of tell us, tell the fans, uh, you know, about last week's uh, loss to Jim Ned, uh, kind of how y'all viewed it from a coach's perspective, what y'all told the players afterwards and kind of what y'all been trying to, to work on. And, and, you know, most importantly, kind of what the positive that y'all took away from a close uh, ball game like that against a very talented team. Well, I thought we were uh, – extremely pleased with our kids effort uh you know kind of a rough start you know uh there at the beginning kind of had an early turnover gave them a short field you know we're just down a touchdown and and really it's kind of one of the first few possessions our offense had our offense had and so we were looking to you know put a drive together and you know come up come up short on a turnover and and then you know give them a short field they're talented enough where you know most of the time they're going to take advantage of those situations and they did um it kind of put us back two scores and and so we kind of, you know, dug a hole right there. Uh, uh, I thought defense, for the most part, played well. They earned one drive where they just, you know, ran the ball and, and earned it. Uh, other than that, you know, in the first half, uh, you know, a little execution things on the offensive side. But, you know, we got we got a score and, and we're down. We were down a touchdown, you know, going into half. And, and versus a, a team like that, you know, that's a fine spot to be. I mean, not where exactly where you want to be, but. Uh, we're still in, completely in the ball game, uh, getting the ball coming out in the first half, and and so we always preached our kids about you know that first drive of the ball game and that first drive coming out of half is very important, and uh, you know we just we we didn't come out executing again, had some penalties you know kind of shot ourselves in the foot, um, set us back, and then you know we just we kept we were playing catch up the whole game, and so uh, you know but our kids played uh, the entire all four quarters and. And which is really good to see out of us coaches because there's not a lot of, you know, depth of backup to get in there. And so, uh, you know, those kids are just uh, giving it everything they got. And, and so, again, it's a, a learning process and, and we're going to learn from it and, uh, you know, move forward. And, and us coaches were extremely proud of how they played, you know, the, the effort in which they played with. But, uh, you know, the X's and O's, that'll get cleaned up and, uh, you know, we can go from there. Uh, you know, Comanche, they're, uh, they're big up front. You know, they got a guy they like to run behind. Uh, you know, they're always, you know, Coach Hermesmeyer, he was a coach of mine back when I was in high school, junior high and high school. Uh, I have a tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for him and the way he does things. Uh, I know those kids over there will be well coached. Uh, they'll be ready to go versus us, um, like everybody always is. Um, but, you know, it's just on defense it'll be, you know, who can control the line of scrimmage, you know, defense being able to control the line of scrimmage, not allowing uh, big plays out of their offense. You know, they're a run team, so being able to hold our ground up front um, and then not give up the big play in the pass. And then, uh, you know, offensively just continue to execute at a, at a higher percentage, you know, and that's, um, you know, we've had two great days of practice, um, and I look forward, you know, to the matchup versus Comanche. Uh, you know, you'd really like to obviously be on the – went inside for multiple reasons, but, 
you know, something to project us into uh, the open week, um, stuff that, you know, we can carry some momentum going into the open week so that we can learn and work on the punchers um, and then get into district. And, you know, that's when they really start counting uh, and just trying to continue to get better um, through districts for the playoffs. And, uh, you know, so I think uh, we learned a lot from this last game and through this week of, of preparation. Uh, and I think uh, these kids will be ready to play on Friday. Uh, as far as injuries go, uh, Michael Longoria still has uh, his ankle. He'll be ready to roll. You know, he'll go practice the next week in the open week, um, and he'll be ready for district. Uh, Whit Bearshaw will be back also during the open week. You know, he had the big ACL surgery. Uh, he'll start getting some uh, reps during practice, and uh, we'll, he'll be watched closely through uh, through district play and, and uh, you know, to where he can start getting back and competing for, for his teammates, you know, and himself for the punchers. And so uh, that'll be – That'll be that'll be great for our team to have that senior leadership back um, on the field, um, and then uh, you know Hayden Harding's still out with his elbow, um, but other than that, everybody's healthy. Well, Coach, good to hear, and uh, thanks again for your time and insight. Good luck uh, this Friday uh, in Comanche, and uh, hope to do it again next week. All right, we're back here live in Comanche, Texas, getting ready for this opening kickoff versus uh, your, Mason, uh, your Mason Punchers taking on the uh, Comanche Indians uh, on the road. Uh, last uh, non-district game, uh, we've got an open week coming up. And as as just heard Coach McLeod say, you know, we're going to get some key players back. Uh, obviously, we've been waiting for Whit Bierce will be cleared. And he's coming in right at you know, right time. you got an open week. You know, that to immediately, you know, uh, you can take it, take it kind of slow and easy. Working back in there. Uh, Michael Longoria. Suited up, it's still likely not going to see a lot of playing time tonight. Uh, they're going to get him nice and healed up as we get ready uh, heading into district. And as he said, those are the ones that count, you know. And uh, we'd love to be 4-0 right now. Uh, you know, it wasn't just three years ago. We're sitting 2-2 two and two in this very same situation. Right. After, you know, with two losses coming to some really good, you know, decent teams. And uh, hopefully just, uh, you know, we get a, get a rebound victory here tonight and uh, have that open week of rest and, uh, you know, start off, you know, districts a whole new, you know, different part of the season. Go ahead and take our first commercial break here from our uh, great sponsors. Be right back. uh, Talk about this upcoming matchup, tail the tape, keys of the game. And uh, we'll be right back here uh, facing Puncher Football, 95-3, KNL. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night. And Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know they're learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank. Proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. He's on the 30. He's on the 20. He's on the 10. It's a touchdown. There's nothing like football. The lights, the cheers of the crowd, and getting a chance to see our local athletes and kids give it all they've got. Come to a game. Support our local schools. The Commercial Bank. A better way to bank. Member FDIC. Visit us online at tcbmason.com. Hi, it's Angela. And Chase. From Willow Creek Cafe in Mason. If you haven't visited us yet, this is your personal invitation to come in soon for some home cooking at its best. Oh, yeah. We offer just about anything you could want for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. Every day. 
And if you know us already, we thank you for being our customer. So come see us. We love our customers. Willow Creek on the northeast corner of Mason Square. Hill Country Propane Inc. is the place for gas logs, grills, fireplaces, fire pits, and accessories from the basic to the exotic. We do installation on everything we sell and we provide repair services too. Come by our showroom at 1240 Highway 16 South in Fredericksburg or find us on the web at hillcountrypropaneinc.com. We proudly support the Basin Punchers. Hill Country Propane Inc. Style, service, solutions. 95.3 KNEL. All right, we're back here live in Comanche, Texas, and you're listening to Mason Puncher Football 95.3 KNEL FM. Uh, stream it live on KNELradio.com. Uh, this season, also on the TuneIn radio app, or just ask Alexa or smart speaker to play KNEL FM or KNEL 95.3. Listen anywhere on any device. And um, again, Puncher's, uh, you know, Come on the road again, last non-district game, two and two, um, and you just can't discount anybody. You know, at this point, we've we've had our ups, sure. kind of ups and downs. You know, new younger team trying to trying to find our rhythm. We've seen it at times. Had a, just a great opportunity last week to get up on a better opponent, or mm-hmm. I say better opponent. They ended up winning the game uh, early. It could have you know been a whole different outcome. Uh, so we, you know, to me, those are some of the keys of the game. I think you know we hear you talk about it. It's like Coach Cloud said, you know. We like to get a stop, get the first score, and get the ball and, and just get rolling. And we did that very, you know, effectively against a team like Snore. I expect we'll see that same kind of defense come out here tonight with a lot of intensity. I just think, you know, Comanche's going to have a hard time running the ball. Sure, my keys to the game on offense are uh, execute and play your game. I thought uh, up until uh, – I thought there was only a couple of drives last week where we actually got to play our game. And I thought, I thought we let uh, Jim Ned kind of dictate – uh, how we played that game uh, and, and the plays that we called instead of just lining up and calling the plays that uh, that we wanted to uh, and, and trying to be to execute execute those efficiently and I completely under, I completely understand uh, sometimes you've got to do those types of things but at the same breath uh, I think uh, you know for from my standpoint it's uh, it's one of those things that's truly challenging so. Hold on just a minute. We're having a moment of prayer. If each of the players tries to play with the, play the game in a manner of pleasing you, we ask that you continue to give the players, coaches, cheerleaders, and band members name tonight. And we ask that you watch over all of those presence, respecting your spectators, young and old. Amen. All right. Pause there for a minute. Moment of prayer. And uh, thank you. Uh, Thank you, for Comanche, for still doing that uh, at your home field. Uh, that's uh, that's truly something that's important. And uh, thank you for continuing continuing that and uh, exposing your young people to it. Uh, but uh, to get back to the keys of the game uh, and, and talking about it from an offensive perspective, just got to get out there and play your game, execute your game. Uh, coaching staff's got to just just call their game. And and uh, yeah, <clears throat> Jim Ned had our number in a couple of spots last week and dictated the, the plays that we called, but. Uh, I thought we totally got away from some things that were working, uh, just because uh, you know that that it didn't happen in the same sequence every time. If that makes sense, Will. But uh, <clears throat> you know, from a defensive perspective, I told I told uh, I told myself when I wrote this down, uh, I really think they just need to stay aggressive and stay at home. Uh, you know, play with the man next to you. Uh, a lot a lot of times last week, we caught ourselves uh, turning around and catching the guy running behind us because you know we but we bunched up our linebackers or. 
you know, we weren't executing the gaps like we needed to from a from a second level standpoint, or we were creeping in too much from a third level standpoint. Uh, and so I think uh, staying at home and staying aggressive within that, I think, uh, executes you uh, to a higher level of efficiency when uh, trying to put a stop on a team like uh, like Jim Ned. Maybe even go back to the team like Wall. And uh, <clears throat> I thought we did that against Sonora. Now, Sonora being one, more one-dimensional. And now you come into a Comanche team that uh, is semi-one-dimensional. Uh, you know, they're more of an 80-20, I believe. Uh, and you're going to tell us that here in a minute, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, you know, I think staying at home and staying aggressive is pretty good advice for these for these young players. And overall, as a whole team, <clears throat> I think execution's got to be got to be number one. Uh, I, I think last week we, we just didn't execute in places where we needed to. We didn't take advantage of opportunities that were that had that capability. And so uh, I think uh, you just need to stay aggressive and uh, and execute your plays on both sides of the football, and obviously you'll win. But uh, um, Comanche's going to come out fighting. Uh, they put a whipping on DeLeon last, last week, and, uh, you know, they're, they remember last year when they came to the Puncher Dome and, and didn't walk away with a win. So, you know, good to hear Coach McLeod talk about some of the things moving forward in the district play. Uh, look to see how see with uh, Bearsville back next week. Uh, and of course, some of these guys uh, are gonna we're gonna rest this week and the open week next week, but the first district game in two weeks. But uh, anyhow, uh, keys of the game are brought to you by Cat Track Construction. Cat Track Construction can clear land, build roads, tanks, or any job that requiring heavy equipment. Call Levi Munsell at three two five three four seven twenty one seventy four today. Cat Track Construction will get it all cleared up for you. Yeah, and uh, I agree with all those and. Uh, just uh, as we, you know, get ready for this opening kickoff, just uh, a few things about, you know, the difference between these two teams. Uh, again, they're both 2-2. Two and two. Uh, You know, we're a fairly uh, younger team this year, only returned four starters. Uh, Comanche, you know, I'm looking at their uh, list of, uh, you know, uh, statistical leaders, and they're all sophomores and juniors. Sure. And so they're, you know, they're a young team. They're not as not as big as we, uh, especially against those kids from last week, but uh I think they're. I think this team's padding padding those numbers a little. Sure. <laughs> like the roster, you know, they got a couple of two hundred seventy five pounders, a two sixty, but I think they're uh, they're closer to you know low twos on average across the front. Uh, some of the players we expect to see uh, from them on the offensive side tonight. Uh, quarterback number seven, Cash Cook. They only come in throwing the ball, averaging a little over forty yards a game. You know, they run a wing T offense, um, but you know you don't have to throw the ball a lot if you do it effective. Absolutely. Um, they've got a coach's kid, uh, junior. Bryce Hermes Meyer, he plays wide receiver. He's their leading receiver uh, with about 150 yards coming into the contest. Uh, at running back, number 11, Luke Wilson, sophomore. You know, Jeanette, that great sophomore back last week. Uh, number 11, Luke Wilson, he's uh, averaging right at 100 yards a game coming in. Right. And uh, three, 350 on the season. And then they uh, distribute the rest to uh, uh, number 17, Oscar Rios, another junior uh, running back linebacker. And number 21, Logan Wilkerson. Wilkerson, he's also the leader on the defense, plays linebacker, uh, has the most uh, total tackles, solo tackles, tackle for loss, so uh, should be calling his number a lot. A lot well, and, don't, and don't underestimate these younger players uh, on, the, on the varsity squad because a lot of times they are disciplined because that's what they know. And so, uh, you know, those guys that are executing and, and being disciplined because they're not overthinking it, and and uh, just playing can sometimes sneak up on you, kind of like last week. Well, and, and when you get moved up to varsity, I mean, you you know you know what you're doing already, and uh, they think they can utilize you. I mean, look at, look at Clay Clarner. I mean, he's been on the punch squad since he was a freshman, 
and uh, I'd say one of his best seasons, you know, statistically speaking, was uh, his sophomore year, uh, as far as just you know average yards per carry, and, right? Uh, total touchdowns. Punchers uh, come in tonight. Uh, we're averaging uh, you know 750 on the ground, about a little over five yards a carry, 12 TDs. Uh, your leader on the offense, obviously the number 41, Clay Clarner. Uh, he's run the ball 53 times, 428 yards, uh, averaging uh, just over eight yards a carry. Eight, eight touchdowns. He's our prime, primary offensive weapon. Uh, Matthew Kerr's got a couple on the ground, you know, sh- close goal line type of runs. And uh, Tad Kirby, you know, he's got two rushing scores on the air. I really like to see him try to get get the ball in his hands, not just through the air, uh, but just try to find a way to get that and ball in his hands in space. And that's One-on-one something matches. we got completely away from last week. And uh, also, uh, Matthew Kerr, first year starter on the on the varsity, uh, he's uh, completed 25 of 45 passes. Uh, 56% uh, completion percentage, not bad for a first-year starter. 306 yards, uh, three TD to two interception ratio. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen him make some good throws. He's, he's overthrown some, some guys, but, uh, you know, he's, he's been protecting the ball, I think, fairly well for the you know, first part of the season. be interesting to see what happens going forward when Witt comes back. But uh, as Coach McLeod would tell you, you know, he likes their attitude. You know, sure. he just wants to get back on the field. Uh, Matthew, you know, he's, he's – you know, already a, a young leader on this team, and uh, I think either one of them, you know, just they're going to do their job, and uh, and you know, the best one will, will win the job or retain the job, and uh, hopefully, you know, the other ones are utilizing them somewhere else. Uh, that's uh, on the offensive side. Um, also, Tad Kirby still a leading receiver. He's uh, caught seven balls for 146 yards, one touchdown. Uh, we've also seen Gage Watson, probably the the next uh, second best go-to receiver uh, for Kerr. And uh, I'd say uh, to- uh, Colin Toya stepped up and caught a few good passes. Yeah, he's caught some, he, some clutch time. He didn't have the, the big yardage, but he's caught some clutch passes. We know he's you know uh, he's effective. He's got good hands. He's a good athlete. Um, defensive leaders for uh, the punchers. Um, obviously, Clay Clarner. He's got he's got the most total tackles, solo tackles. Uh, finally, got a sack for us. Um, I believe that was against uh, Snore a couple weeks ago. Um, and then uh, Oscar Ortiz, leader on the defensive front. Uh, he's got uh, 25 tackles total, and uh, also Ryland Jordan. You know, he's he's the leader out there on the as far as outside linebackers. Those are some of your leading uh, leading stats on the defensive side of the ball. We have got about a seven minutes to open a kickoff, and we'll take one more commercial break. Come back, national anthem. Uh, hopefully, in time for the coin toss. And uh, you're listening to Mason Puncher football here on 95.3 KNL. What makes you choose one Realtor over another when you buy or sell ranches, homes, or property? Confidence. Confidence that your Realtor has the hands-on experience to handle your business with discretion, professionalism, and just plain good horse sense. Nine Bar Land and Cattle is that kind of Realtor. Choose us. Find us at WeSellRanchLand.com. Thank you kindly. All hat and no cattle ain't gonna get it done. For over 60 years, the Munsell family has been providing quality, professional heavy equipment services to customers in Mason, Brady, and the surrounding areas. Today, third-generation owner-operator of Cat Track Construction, Levi Munsell, continues to proudly provide those services. Whether it's clearing land, building a road, putting in a tank, or any job requiring heavy equipment experts, give Levi at Cat Track Construction a call today. 325-347-2174. 325-347-2174. That's Cat Track Construction, 325-347-2174. We'll get it all cleared up for you. 
Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. That's right. We've got much more than building materials and hardware. Check out our selection of Wrangler clothing and Twisted X footwear. Dress for the job with Wrangler Regular Fit, Cowboy Cut, and Cowboy Comfort Jeans. Wrangler Western Work Shirts and Denim Shirts and Twisted X Belts. Protect those toes with Twisted X and Chippewa Snake Boots. Check out the new arrivals of clothing, building materials, hardware, and so much more at Mason Building Supply, 254 Moody Street in Mason, or call 325-347-5899. Looking for expert, reliable, on-time lawn care services? Look to ProGranados Lawn and Landscaping for all your lawn landscaping needs. It's ProGranados for honest, thorough, on-time, by-appointment service, and we provide a receipt upon completion. ProGranados serves Mason, Brady, and the surrounding areas like none other. Call 325-205-2152 to schedule your service today. That's 325-205-2152. ProGranados, lawn and landscaping, pro-attitude, pro-service. 95.3 KNEL. All right, and we're back here live in Comanche, Texas, getting ready for this opening kickoff between uh, your Mason Punchers and the Indians from Comanche. And uh, they went ahead and did the coin toss. Punchers look like they won the toss, deferred to the second half, so they will be kicking off uh, to the Indians to start the game. So that's kind of right, you know, right up with the with the script that we want. Uh, as, as this game is about to get underway, we should uh, still have our national anthem here before we get started. And uh, captains for tonight's punchers were uh, number fifty-one Oscar Ortiz, uh, number that was number seven, wasn't it? Yeah, Jack Mayfield. Uh, number 32, K.O. Tedder, and number two, Connor Lifefest. Number two, Connor Lifefest, who's not the captain for the Mason Punchers. And uh, we'll just keep it live here. Uh, well, let's take a take a 30-second commercial break as they do the national anthem. Be right back here at this opening kickoff. Hurry down to Heart of Texas Ford and take advantage of our Hurry Up and Save Sales event. 2019 F-150s with 0% for 72 months. Remarkable savings. Up to $11,280 in rebates on select model expeditions. Unbelievable. Great deals, so hurry down while the getting is good. That's Heart of Texas Ford in Brady, Texas, where every deal comes straight from the heart. For more information on these unbelievable savings, visit heartoftexasford.com. That's heartoftexasford.com. 95.3 KNEL. And we're back here for the end of the national anthem there. Your Mason Punchers taking on the Comanche Indians. Will's dropping his notes on us. But uh, first half kickoff is brought to you by Hill Country Propane Incorporated. Hill Country Propane Inc. is the place for gas logs, fireplaces, grills, installation, and repair. On the web uh, at hillcountrypropane.com, Hill Country Propane Inc. Style, service, and solutions. And again, punchers uh, win the coin toss. They defer to the second half, so they will be kicking off to start the game. It's going to be from our right to left. Uh, punchers in all white jerseys, all white hat. Uh, definitely uh, looking bigger tonight. Uh, Comanche Indians, all black jerseys, pants. Kind of a, a two-tone gold black helmet. I mean, shiny gold. 
those things. You know, the sun was still out. It is. Just uh, reflecting right back in our faces. But, uh, Sun is set here in Comanche, Texas. Been a hot, been a hot afternoon, even. It was still 91 degrees here leading up to kickoff. Should be still in the mid 80s, uh, about, about, uh, midway through the game. The wind has died also. Uh, there's a slight breeze coming out of the southeast, but, uh, I mean, it is minimal. Back deep to receive for the Indians. Number 11, their leading rusher, Luke Wilson, sophomore. And, uh, as Kyle Montoya tees it up, steps back. And uh, here, about to get opening kickoff as Montoya puts a foot into it. High, short, fielded just past the 20. That is number one, returning the ball, Jorge Rios, junior wide receiver. He takes it all the way out to the 26-yard line where the Indians will have it first and 10. Yeah, Aaron Estrada did a good job getting down there and uh, making the initial hit. He didn't go very far after uh, receiving that one, it'll be first and ten, just inside the twenty-six-seven yard line. Manchie will huddle up as uh, number seven starting quarterback Cash Cook brings play in from the sideline. Junior quarterback, five eleven, one sixty. Not a lot of size. The Comanche team, at least in the backfield, they come out in a split back formation, two wide receivers. They toss sweep left side. Mm, big hole. Uh, big hole there on the left side. He cuts it up between the tackles and brings it all the way out to about the 33-yard line. I believe that was number 22, Braxton Patterson. They're running behind a guy named Colton Davis there off of, uh, they call him a tight end, but he is a big cat out there, 6'4", 255. Uh, they like to run right in behind him and number 77, uh, Nathan Wright. He's 6'3", 275. So those two, uh, those two guys are going to stack the left side of this line. Uh, second and five, they go toss sweep right side back to Patterson. He's dancing around the backfield and tackled for a loss. Oh, he, well, yeah, it's going to be a loss on the carry. He's going to lose about two yards. It's going to bring up a third down and seven for Comanche. The ball sits on the 29-yard line. Braxton Patterson with the second consecutive carry, 5-8. 140 pounds. Uh, he had nowhere to go over there as uh, he was running towards Oscar Ortiz and company. Jace Eckert. Ortiz, Tedder, Stoltz, three-man front for the puncher defense. Runner and Spencer, inside linebackers. As they motion the receiver from right to left, they fake it to him. Cash Cook's going to keep it. He's got running room. Down the sideline, makes a cut, and he's going to pick up a first down all the way across the 40. Clay Clarender finally brings him down, but uh, well past the first down marker. Uh, just kind of a breakdown in, in coverage that time for Mason as they just couldn't pursue to the near sideline fast enough to stop him from uh, gaining the yards needed. I'm not sure if that was a design quarterback run or if he uh, he looked know, like he had no the reverse and uh, yeah, he looked like he had no out. intention of passing that ball when he pulled it up. First and 10, ball on the 40-yard line in Comanche territory. As Cook goes under center, they motion the fullback and jump off sides or false start. False start on everybody but the line and the quarterback. There's about four people that moved at uh, quarterback and center did a good job of staying in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back him up five yards, let him first and 15. Did you, see, did you see that college game two weeks ago? where it was a false start on everybody but the center. 
see that happen. <laughs> right out the uh, starting lineup for the defense, number 11, Tad Kirby, and Montoya, the corners, Schmidt and Kerr at the safety spots as uh, Comanche comes up the line first and 15. And single back, straight drop back, three-step oh, throw, and over the head, goodness. incomplete. Tennis for number 11, Luke Wilson. If number 11, Tad Kirby, would have been uh, looking at the looking at the ball just a little bit, that ball went right by his hand as uh, he was uh, – the ball was overthrown. And uh, Tad Kirby had an opportunity to intercept that, but uh, he didn't ever – he never made eye contact with the ball. He's up second down and 15. Manchie, been seeing a lot of hurry-up offense the past few weeks, and uh, they're going to break the huddle, come to the line, split backfield, lone receiver near side. Nine men in the box for Mason. They run that kind of a counter play left side. Running back gets hit and stumbles, but he gets positive yardage out to the original line of scrimmage. That's twice that Clay has blown the line and uh, and gotten in there and gotten into the backfield to be disruptive. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to pull anybody down for a loss, but he's been hitting them about five yards deep inside in the backfield. Uh, there would be no gain on the play. Brings up a third down and ten for Comanche's ball rest on the 40-yard line. Comanche's first offensive possession. They received the kickoff to start the game. They motioned the wing back. Right to left, take the toss, give it to the fullback. He oh, had a hole, lost his footing, and only picks up a couple, thankfully. That was, uh, again, number 11, Luke Wilson, the sophomore uh, running back, 5'7", 145, leading rusher coming into the game. Grass, That's force, yeah, Grass Monster got him on that one because he, he had a big hole there right up the middle as they did a good job on that fake sweep. And force, uh, fourth down punting situation as Clarner goes back to receive, standing at his own 20. And they snap it over the punter's head. He's going to pick it up at the 15. Tries to oh. get a punt out. Just went between the defenders. Clay's going to get it off the bounce. Breaks it to the right. Down the sideline. Got a block. Still on his feet. And all the way out near midfield. Clay Clerner with a good return. That- That's going to be negated, though, as there was two flags on the play. Uh, it's going to be a block in the back, it looks like, uh, from where the direction of the flag came from over on the far sideline. Um, what a lucky, what a lucky bounce that the punter got right there as he was under duress. Well, yeah, two guys right in his face and he kicked it right between them. I mean, it, that ball didn't, uh, didn't even achieve 10 feet as it, uh, flew down the field. <laughs> Basically, did hit somebody, but, uh, punchers, uh, pick up the penalty on the return by Clarender. They would have had it first and 10 near the 50. Instead, this one's going all the way back to the 20 yard line. Man, what a big penalty that was. Uh, negated about 32 yards on the play. That starting lineup brought to you by Greater Texas Solar. Your electric bill is making your temperature rise. Greater Texas Solar has a solution to reduce or eliminate your monthly electric bill. Call 512-649-4925 for no obligation, free energy consultation. Bunch of offense comes to the line of scrimmage. They shift the left side of that offensive line to the right. Toss sweep it same direction. Like Jace Eckert with the carry, picks up good yards on first down all the way out to about the 30. It's going to be a gain of about five on the play once they piled up there on the far side. Bring down, bring up a second down and five. 7-11 on the clock here in the first quarter. This will be Mason Puncher's first drive as they move from our right to left across the field here. Down in six. 
Wing T offense, two tight end set. They fake the counter. Kerr's running a bootleg to his left. Sets his feet, throws across, has a man in space. That's K.O. Tedder coming from the back. Excuse no. me, Gage Watson coming from the backside, dragging across the field, and the punchers pick up a first down all the way to the 46. Matthew Kerr did a good job of getting his feet set right there and making a direct throw. Uh, Gage Watson almost couldn't hold on to it. He had so much gas on the throw, but uh, did a good job of keeping his feet. They're going to move that ball all the way across to the 46-yard line where it will be first and 10 punchers. Montoya goes wide to the right. They shift KO and Tad over to that right side of the line, and they give it to Klerner, right side, off tackle. And he gets good progress all the way out across the 50 to about the 53-yard line. That'll bring up a second down and five-four situation for the punchers. 50 or the 40, uh, excuse me, 44 is the line to gain. This time they send out some four wide receivers Cody, from the shotgun. Twin receivers left side, Cody McBee and, and Clarner. And Kerr takes a snap off the ground in the gun, throws a deep ball, looking for Klerner, who goes up and gets it on the sideline, caught. And lost his shoe. Lost his shoe, keeping the feet in bounds. But a good, just uh, throwing it up, let your athlete go get it. He was in double coverage, but uh, caught the ball at his highest points because he's another first down punchers. Yeah, he, he may have left just a little too much air underneath that ball. as He, he should have thrown that a little more on the line, but uh, good job there. A Clarner going up to get it at its highest point and coming down with it on the near side. Clarner gets his gets his tire put back on there and get, re- returns to the huddle. Um, they go back, uh, heavy run formation, kind of a diamond backfield, two fullbacks, Clarner the tailback. Now they shift. And they run option right side. Kerr keeps it up the middle, bounces it outside. He's got running room. Looks like he's going to score, and he does. Touchdown, punchers. Touchdown, punchers. That was just a great run that time on an option read on the inside. Everybody over-pursued. Kerr held onto the ball and just had wide open spaces over to the far side. That first score of the game is brought to you by Commercial Bank. The Commercial Bank is proud sponsor of Mason Puncher Football. Come by and see us and find us on the web at ccbmason.com. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. As uh, Kerr takes it in, 25 yards out. Montoya in to try the extra point. It's high. It's good. And it's good. The punchers take an early lead, 7 to nothing here with 530 uh, left in the first quarter. Take a short 30-second commercial break. And uh, be right back and listen to the Puncher football here on 95.3 KDL. Mason's best-kept secret is out. Kingdom Automotive is here for all of your domestic or foreign auto repair needs. And we offer batteries, tires, and alignment, too. From old changes to motor swaps, Kingdom has your repairs covered. Located at 942 San Antonio Highway next to Land Tex, we're open Monday through Friday from 830 until 530. Call Kingdom at 325-294-4942. We'll get you back out on the road again. 95.3 KNEL. And we're back here, 530 left in the first quarter. The punchers. Uh, get their first touchdown of the ball game on a uh, that might have been a what a 25, 26 yard run uh, mm-hmm. by the quarterback Matthew Kerr. First time we've seen him run uh, run the uh, triple option. You know we saw Walford do that most you know, later in the season, 
But Kerr did it, made a good read. Well, they uh, kept the ball and, uh, and just a, a good run, you know, to get the score. He really didn't even get to go through the progressions there as they over pursued on that on the right side of that line, and uh, he just did a good job of making a call and pulling it down and and going ahead and running with it. Montoya kicking off for the second time tonight. Kicking off from our right to left. Last time he kicked it high and short. They do the same thing. They go right back, fielded at the 26, and uh, that's number one, Rios again. Tries to find room around the right side and tackled just past the 30. Jose Valdez uh, did a great job there of just staying home and uh, making that tackle as the play came to him. It's going to put them on the uh, 32-yard line. Is where Comanche will have their second possession of this football game, and uh, it'll have a first and ten. Five twenty-nine on the clock. Mason leads this one seven to nothing with an initial drive that was capped off by a Kerr twenty-yard run in for a touchdown. Comanche will start out split backfield. They go left side to Wilkerson, and he finds no room. Picks up maybe a yard. Gets out to the thirty-five. He got more than we thought there. Is, uh, he, he's going to gain three on the play. He'll bring up a second down and seven as he just attacks the uh, behind those two uh, big big men on that left side of that line for Comanche. Both of them over six foot and both of them over two fifty. Yeah, and another you know we got another couple of shorter backs, but very extremely quick. And uh, that time Wilkerson, you know, you just hit that hole really hard and uh, picked up a few yards. Second down and seven for the Indians as uh, Cook goes under center. They motion the fullback to the right side. They get back to Wilkerson. Quick hit and play right up the middle, and he gets it out to the 40. That's going to give him a third down and about three or four manageable yeah. third down. That was a neat little play there. I uh, haven't seen anything quite like that as there was a lot of motion over here to the near side. But uh, just give a quick handoff uh, to your speed guy right back up the middle. And uh, good good gain of three right there as they just shoved off Sportees. Uh, over here to the left side and ran right in that gap. Bring up a third down and two. Four fifteen left in the first quarter. Mason leads Comanche seven to zero. Single back. Uh, they give it on the reverse to the wing back. Wilkerson he's coming around the right side, throws a stiff arm, and he looks like he's gonna have just enough for the first down. That time uh they, they faked the left side, gave it to Wilkerson as he came back around from the wing back spot. And just uh, outran the defense to the corner. First down, Indians. Blew him up out here on out of bounds. He rolled up all the way onto the track. But uh, good three three runs right there by Comanche. Uh, they're really moving uh, this tight end, this number 81, uh, from side to side and kind of running behind him. So uh, let's see. He's lined up on the near side. Let's see if he comes our way. Backfield again. They go left side. And uh, get positive yardage, a repeat of the last series. And again, that is uh, that's a different. Oh, that's number eleven again. Right back up there. It's going to bring up a second down and six as a gain four on the play. Good, uh, good pursue there again by Comanche on that offensive line. They're really attacking Sloan Stoltz on that side with a double team. Uh, see if uh, Coach McLeod and his staff maybe go to a four-man front here in a minute. Two receivers set. Cook under center. They motion left side receiver over to the right side. And they give it to flag number seven. 
on the carry. Oh, excuse me, that was not reading their numbers as good. Those black jerseys. They pick up uh, positive yards again, all the way out close to the first down marker. Going to give them a third down and two. So that was just a, a great play right back up the middle. Clay was already approaching the line on the far side, and they just came this side to the center and uh, blew it up right up the hole and. Uh, going to bring up a third and short here for Comanche as they cross midfield into puncher territory. Yeah, this time they got a different quarterback in, number four. Well, they give it right side to number 44 uh, on the carry, Ricardo Sanchez. Reaches an arm out for that first down marker, but uh, he's going to be way short. Good job that time of Clay of being able to hold on as uh, he was able to make that stop. And they get back to the original line of scrimmage, still a fourth and three to go. Uh, The ball sits on the 48-yard line. Uh, See what Comanche does here is they are in in puncher territory, just over midfield. Uh, Had a a, uh, bad snap on their first possession as they tried to punt it away. Let's see what uh, they do here is they're going to let the play clock run down. Looks like they're going to waste a timeout or take a delay a game. Looks like they're going to take a timeout. Let's uh, take one with them. Let's take a 30-second, we'll be right back here with more Puncher Football on Cania. The Basin Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student-athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year, Mason Punchers Club. Invite you to join them in supporting the punchers. 95.3 KNEL. We're back here live in Comanche, Texas, where the punchers lead the Indians 7 to 0 with 203 left here in the first quarter. Uh, Comanche putting a drive together here, but uh, they're, they're facing a fourth down and two. Uh, they take their first time out of the half. And, uh, again, they're just, you know, kind of nickel and dominus here on this possession. Uh, we've seen them go to the air once, just on a quick uh, throw to the outside. And, uh, again, it's rotating a lot of personnel in there. I noticed on, the, on their stat sheet, I mean, they had a dozen players right. touch the football. And uh, they, they got two quarterbacks rotating in there in this series. We've seen uh, number four, Hudson Welch, and uh, number 11, Luke Wilson, doing most of the damage on the ground. Puncher defense comes back out on the field. Be interesting call here for uh, Hermes Meyer and uh, the Comanche Indians is uh, they they may try to go for it here on fourth down, try to make a statement early in this game. So the yardage that they've been getting on average on their run plays is about three and a half, and so uh, this is not uh, out of reach for them. Puncher defense really needs to buckle down here, as uh, just like I thought, uh, Coach uh, McLeod going to go to a four man line here. They got eight men in the box, nine men now in the box. Wing T. One tight end set. They were on a counter play right side, trying to get the push out. And I think he's going to be he's going to be just super short. super close on this play. The time they went to uh, they're definitely Wilkerson. they're definitely going to measure this one. I believe. Yep, they're going to call uh, measurement uh, from the far side. The ball sits. The nose of the football is about the thirty nine yard line, and that was the line to gain. So uh, puncher defense uh, may may have held them here. We're going to see how straight they drew these lines on the field as they're going to set this one down. Manchin got a good on push uh, you know, after the handoff. Uh, he hit the line of scrimmage. There's nowhere to go, and, and they just got a, an extra push. He's going to be short. The punchers uh, forced uh, 
turnover on downs, they hold Comanche. They had driven into puncher territory all the way to the 46-yard line, and off, puncher offense gets it back. They were literally uh, the nose of the football short uh, on that play. Uh, puncher defense doing a good job of holding them right there. Punchers did score on their first possession. This will be their second possession. There's a minute 45 uh, left here to go in the first quarter as Comanche's eating up quite a bit of clock on their first two possessions. But uh, Mason did score. It's 7 to nothing. Punchers on top. Minute 45 to go here in the first quarter. Curves under center. The receiver set. High formation. They go to Clarner. Lead play right side. Not a lot of running room. He falls forward. Pick up of maybe two on the carry. Yeah, bring up a second down and eight. Ball sits on the 48-yard line of the punchers right near midfield. Starting to see some consistency in that offensive front. We've got Jax Tedder and Milo Mayfield over there on the right side tonight. Sloan Stoltz and Ortiz uh, on the left side. Penner the center in the middle. Seen a lot of Cody McBee out there on the field to start this ball game as they spread it out. Three receivers set. Kerr goes back into shotgun. Fakes to Eckert. Stays on his feet. Oh, Open man. Open the Incomplete. In and out of the hands of number 10, Gage Watson. Gage was wide open. There was nothing but green pasture in front of him, and uh, he just could not pull that one down as uh, he got in behind the secondary of Comanche. Uh, Kerr did a good job of trying to dump it right over their heads, and it did hit him, bounce off of his hands as uh, it falls incomplete. They bring up third down and eight. Sneaky little uh, uh, route-running uh, passing play there. They, they kind of bunched the field up in the middle. Yeah. And Gage kind of did the wheel route on the outside, came back, and was open over the top. And uh, Puncher's going to huddle up, wait for this play call to come in, facing third and eight, leading seven to zero here, just over a minute left in the first quarter. There was a flag on the play. There was holding on the offense. So that would have been negated anyhow. They decline it. Still, it brings up a third down and eight for the punchers here. So they come out wing T set. They'll be under center. Oh, oh we were about to shift again. Ko Ko and Tad Kirby are uh, uh, the ones that fault this time as they shot slide too early on the play. That's going to bring up a third down and twelve for the punchers. It backs them up. Ball rests on the forty-three yard line. Yeah, they've been shifting our uh, tight end and Kirby, the wing back, left to right. And uh, the more more often you do that, you're going to have some uh, mishaps that cadence. Third and 15. Minute five left in the first. Punchers hurry to the line, shotgun formation. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Kirby gets back in shotgun. High snap, throws it down, rolls right. Fires one, low, incomplete. It's going to be short of the first down. And for uh, Clay Clarner. Oh, that was uh, Clay Clay ran the deep route there. That's going to be uh, Tad Kirby is who that was intended for uh, as it bounces into him. Uh, Curtis never got his feet set on that throw. And when he reared back, uh, he kind of short-armed it and caused it to nose to dive into the turf. Clay's going to be back to punt this one as Mason punchers were stopped on their second possession. One minute on the clock here to go in the first quarter. The one Rios goes back to return. Good high punt. Is this going to land at the 20? Rios takes it off the bounce right Ooh, in traffic. Dangerous. He hit immediately. And uh, good coverage by the punt team as 
They're going to pin Comanche all the way back at the 15-yard line. That was Connor Life, SD, and Ryland Jordan down there on the coverage as they uh, let him go nowhere. Ball sits on the 16-yard line for Comanche as where they'll have their third possession of the evening. Uh, they did a good job uh, deep in their own territory last time, kind of like Will said, nickel and dominus down the field three and a half yards at a time, uh, and that came to an abrupt stop as uh, Mason stopped him on a fourth down and three. First and ten from their own 15 as uh, Cash Cook back in at quarterback. Two tailbacks behind him. Have a bunch of wing sets to the right. They go uh, the play before the snap. It's going to be a timeout Comanche. There's, uh, 51 seconds left in the first. Let's take another 30-second commercial timeout and uh, be right back with Hunter Football here on 95.3 KNL. Have you seen the electric bill? If your electric bill is making your temperature rise, Greater Texas Solar has the solution. By going solar, you'll reduce or eliminate your monthly electric bill. Financing options are available. Call 512-649-4925 for your no-obligation free energy consultation. Currently installing in the cities of Mason and Brady and countywide in Mason, McCullough, and Millard counties. Call 512-649-4925 today and end your electric bill shock for years to come. 95.3 95.3 KNEL. Uh, back here live in Comanche, Texas. Punchers leading seven to nothing. And uh, they're forced to punt on their second offensive possession. And uh, Comanche's got it their own 15 yard line. They called their second timeout of the game. And uh, number seven, the junior quarterback, Cash Cook, comes out. Single, uh, excuse me, now he's got two backs behind him. Three receiver set. Most we've seen them spread it out. And they go right side. Kind of delayed handoff there by Comanche. And uh, they let that just didn't develop for them. They ran uh, that time behind uh, one of their big linemen, number 55, on the near side. That was kind of snuffed out. They did gain about three yards on the play, I guess. Uh, didn't seem like they got that good of a push from up here. But uh, anyhow. It'll bring up a second down and seven for Comanche. Certainly want to thank uh, our sponsors, our annual sponsors, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, uh, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Mason Building Supply and Rental, the Mason, the Punch, Mason Puncher Club, Langberg Realty, and Hill Country Pro. Uh, and she comes right. out quickly, got to get one more playoff before the quarter ends, and uh, tackled in the backfield as uh, the running back just never got started. And that ends. The first quarter here in Comanche, the punchers lead the Indians 7-0. to Take another 30-second uh, commercial break. Be back, right back with second quarter action here on 95.3. Danielle. Lamberg Realty is a proud sponsor of the Mason Puncher football coverage on Friday night. Serving the Mason area alongside these game broadcasts for over 40 years, they have a highly experienced team of local realtors who can successfully represent you on the selling or buying side of real estate. Ranches, homes, farms, commercial, river, or recreational property. If you need a professional with proven expertise in the real estate market, choose Lindberg Realty. Call or stop by, look for the red and white sign, and visit us online at LindberghRealty.com. Lindberg Realty, choice of the Hill Country since 1975. 95.3 KNEL. Hill Country Collision Repair was the other one that I was trying to get out there before that last call. The quarter ended. We ran out of time. Switching into the field here is uh, Comanche facing a second down and seven. Again, this season, uh, uh, 
uh, been listening to Mason Puncher football here on 95.3 KNL. Uh, stream it live, KNLradio.com. On your tune-in radio app, or just ask Alexa to play KNL or 95.3 FM. You know who has Alexa that I never thought would have Alexa? That told me that we sounded really good when Alexa played us or whatever she does. So, Walt, big Walt Ragnall. Hey, I think probably, he's probably listening right now. Probably, probably got one in the tractor with him. If any teachers are listening, I'm not sure this is right, even though his wife's a teacher. Alexa will do homework. <laughs> Second and seven for the Indians. They come out, they run the toss sweep, reverse play to the left. Rios has running room. A couple of guys miss. He's all the way out across the 25, and that's going to pick up a first down, barring any laundry on the field. I don't see any, Will. Uh, that was just a great execution by there by Comanche to the near side. Uh, kind of had everybody bunched up in the middle of the field. And he was able to get the corner and uh, extend that play all the way out to the 28-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for Comanche. Just realize the glass you're behind is much clearer than the glass that I'm behind. I may be, well, bring maybe your, moving over bring here. Your, bring your glass cleaner with you next time. Behind glass over here on the Comanche home stands. First and ten Indians. They run veer option right side. That fullback gets some yardage where the puncher's slowing down. That's a pickup of three or four on first down. They're pretty consistent about who they choose to run behind. They're shifting that tight, big tight end, number 81. Uh, from side to side and uh, kind of using him as your guide at which direction they're going to go. And uh, he's he's been able to uh, assist them in getting three yards at a time. Be second down and six. Again, we begin the second quarter. Puncher still leading Comanche seven to zero. They come out in a wing T, double tight end offense. Play action pass. Cook drops back. Now he's rolling to his right, throws across the middle, oh, intercepted as Clay Klerner still on his feet, trying to return this one. Makes a few defenders miss, and he returned it down to the 25. So uh, Lots of traffic in the middle of the field right there. Clay actually dropped back in coverage that time, one of the, one of the two times all game that he's done that, and uh, just kind of set right there in the middle of the field. And as everybody was coming across on their crossing routes, he jumped it and uh, was able to return that one all the way back down to the 25-yard line, first and 10 uh, for the punchers deep inside Comanche territory. And they'll come out. Wing T, two tight ends. Now they motion Tad Kirby across left to right. They did a quick pitch out to Klerner left side, and uh, he's hit out there immediately. Good job by that corner outside linebacker. Another shoe on the field, but uh, that belongs to a Comanche Indian. As uh, Hunter only picks up one on the carry. That's a third shoe we've lost uh, here. Will, did you forget your glasses? Yes. Yes. I see you squinting. (laughs) I see you squinting and leaning closer to the glass. Numbers out there on the field. But now I've got some. You know, I've got that clear glass in front of me. At least I can see through the initial (laughs) triple I backfield. Two tight ends. That is Kerr. Under center, going to be second and nine. They give it to Klerner. He's wrapped up in the backfield all the way back at the 30. Nowhere to go. They tried some misdirection there. That's going to be a huge loss as uh, that play just took a little too much time to develop uh, and let the linebacking core get there 
as they stop him five yards behind the original line of scrimmage. Going to bring up a third down and 15 for the punchers. So, just kind of a bust. Execution. We're seeing a lot of new, you know, plays. You know, they're, they're diving into the script here. And uh, that was one that I uh, probably wish they would have executed a bit better. Third down and 15. This is what happened to us on the last drive. Started going backwards. And uh, they spread it out. Three receivers left side. Kirby all, or Gage Watson. Oh, my goodness. They're going to call false start right there. That's yeah. going to back them up even further. Delay a game, actually. Excuse me. 25-second clock got them. As uh, they're going to back them up all the way to the uh, 35-yard line is where 34-yard line is where the ball will be placed. The line to gain is all the way back at the 15. So, uh, man, got to capitalize on the ability to take away the football on that interception. Uh, need to need to execute. We did, we talked about that pregame uh, as, as being the key to the game. Uh, if you had to play, peg it on the whole, both sides. Third and 19 as they go four receivers wide. Chase Eckert. In the backfield, Kerr operates out of the shotgun, has time, steps up in the pocket, throws deep down the middle over oh. the head of the intended receiver, Clay Klerner, who was in the end zone, uh, had a step on the defender. He so threw that throwing. ball up but uh, with some air underneath it, but Clay just could not, uh, could not get there as he overthrew him by about four steps. Seeing uh, Kerr do that, he doesn't uh, doesn't leave it up for grabs often. I'd rather him uh, miss over the head versus uh, no doubt. under throw, at risk of being intercepted. That's going to be fourth and 19. This is fourth down territory for the punchers. As uh, Kerr's in the shotgun again, two receivers wide, straight drop back throw. There they go deep again, looking for Gage, watching down the sideline, fighting for it, incomplete. See the defender fall in the end zone. That's going to be a turnover on downs. Kanch will get the ball back. Gage should have come back to that ball and could have got him all day for pass interference. But instead, he continued to let his body drift on into the end zone, away from where the football was going to land. Uh, and uh, he got his hand on it, but uh, there was all kind of Comanche defender in between his in between his arms. If he come, if he'd have stopped and come back to that football, it'd have been pass interference, first down, Mason punchers. But instead, it's turnover on downs. Punchers, As Comanche will uh, have their fourth possession of this first half. Punchers leading here 7-0, to zero, nine minutes left in the half. It stopped for the second consecutive time as the Indians oh. on the ball right side. That's Wilkerson. He's got the edge over on the right side. Hit hard out of bounds over there in front of the Mason crowd. All yeah. the way out to the 45. Wilkerson did a good job of just stringing the punchers out on that play as it's going to be all the way down uh, to the uh, 40 four-yard line where they're going to call uh, uh, enough for the first down. I thought that was awful close there, Will, but uh, they're going to wave them on. That'll be a first and ten. For yeah. I wouldn't have just eyed that and moved the chains, but that's... Yeah, he just kind of leaned over there and said, all right. And so, uh, first and ten for Comanche. Ball sits on the 44-yard line. The receiver set. Split backfield. And uh, that time they go to Wilson. Makes a shifty cutback. He was running right. He goes back up to the middle. Up another three or four on the carry. Good job that time by the linebacking core of being able to, to counter that. He made a swift cut right there at the original line of scrimmage and was able to pick up four yards. Brings up a second down and six for Comanche, just inside, just on their side of the 50 at the 47 yard line, where it'll be a second and seven. 
Um, they'll split out Jorge Rios left side. Wing T backfield, toss sweep to, looks like number seven. That's the, no, that's, excuse me, that's number 17. 17 on the carry out to midfield. I'm going to give him a shot at, uh, kind of a third and short. They've kind of got a three back rotation in here that, uh, they're kind of wheeling in and out. And, uh, that time number 17 picks up about two and a half, three yards on the play, brings up a third down and four for Comanche. Ball just the nose of the football just over midfield on the forty nine and a half yard line. Now uh, the other quarterback number four Hudson Welch comes in, snaps the ball, handoff up the middle. Good job that time by the defense, Foreman, and uh, keeping him away from that first down marker. Great job that time by Jose Valdez of getting in there and uh, disrupting that as it brings up a fourth down and three for Comanche. I assume they're going to like to punt here as their fourth down uh, try last time did not go very well. 21 is back, and he's going to punt this one to Clay Clariner, who is standing on his own 15-yard line. 21 Wilkerson back to punt. Rolls to his right. Kicks it, fielded at the five. Clariner's got room in front of him, looking for space down the left side, and uh, he's bottled up out there, nowhere to go. He actually lost the yard on the play. He caught that about the 10, and it's going to be spotted at the 9 as he tried to go lateral there. He would have been better uh, just taking that straight up the field. Didn't have pressure in his face. as he Generally, you want to let those go inside the 10, but uh, it was starting to slow. Yeah, I'm not so sure that one wouldn't have died, Will, inside between the 5 and the goal line there. But uh, Mason will have it for their fourth time here tonight. Uh, first drive of the night, they drove it uh, down the field, and Kerr topped it off with a 20-yard 20, 20 run into the end zone to make it 7 to nothing, which is your current score. Mason got stalled out on, a, on their last two drives due to penalties and long third-down conversion. They come up in a full T backfield, and they go left side to Klerner, strung out again, and uh, short yards on the carry. Yeah, he tried to run that one uh, to the far side. Uh, Comanche did a good job of just stringing him out. As he only gains two on the play. Brings up second down and eight. 6.30 on the clock. Mason Punchers lead Comanche seven to nothing. Really need to put together a drive here. Eat up a lot of clock. Get another score. Headed into halftime. Second and seven. Matthew Kerr under center. Receiver split to either side. High formation backfield. It takes the snap, runs option left side, gives it the fullback, nowhere to go. And uh, not sure. That was Jace Eckert that time on the run from his fullback position and just nowhere to go. As he made a file forward for about a foot, it's going to bring up a long third down and seven for the punchers. Ball sits just, uh, just over the 10-yard line, deep in their own territory. Need to make something happen here. Even uh, even if you wind up punting the football, you need to give them a little more room back there uh, and not give Comanche such good field position. A big, do a uh, big do on third down, though. When T set, one receiver split wide left. Kerr is going to run. There he is. leg right side being pressured. Now he's throwing down the sideline off the back foot oh. and off the hands of Gage Watson. Flag comes in late. Late flag right there on the play. We'll see what this is. It might have been a hold on Gage Watson as the defender came back to him and did engage him 
I didn't think there was any pass interference, but uh, uh, we'll see what the back judge has to say as he makes this call. They're going to converse there on, well, in between the 30 and 35. Uh, acted like it was pass interference or holding. Watson should have caught that football as it did hit him right in the hand. They're going to say incatchable ball, and they're going to wave it off. That's strange because uh, hit him in the hand. Him, yeah, I got him in the hand. However, make any sense. <clears throat> however, it's going to bring up a fourth down and seven for the punchers as uh, they're deep in their own territory. I suspect that they're going to punt this one for sure. They're all staring at the sideline waiting on a call. Coach McLeod is wanting some explanation from the white hat as he trots across the field uh, to talk to him. Yeah, pretty obvious that the pass goes off the hands of Gage Watson. He was covered up. Had defenders all around him. But definitely not an overthrown ball, uncatchable. I oh, know. And, you know, he waved it. He waved that the ball was uncatchable. That's what the white hat did. However, they're How going to pick up the flag, and it's still going to be fourth and seven for the punchers. Ball sits on the 12-yard line. Number one, Rios. They're going to swap out personnel. There's no doubt that uh, Clay's fixing to put his foot into this one. He's be punting uh, nearly out of his own end zone. And uh, number one for Comanche, standing back at about zone 45. Maybe. So give us a good idea of uh, how many yards Clay might be able to get off this ball. Nearly blocked. He did get a finger on it. That and ball is wobbly. At the puncher, 45, Rios makes a makes a move, takes off down the home sideline, and he's going to be out of bounds. Good field position. 31-yard line for Comanche is where they'll start it in puncher territory. Uh, the return team did get a hand on that football as uh, it came out spinning sideways, and uh, only about a 22-yard punt for Clay, which uh, – we know his leg will well extend that. But Puncher's defense got to hold strong here with a five minutes on the clock in the second quarter. Mason Puncher's lead Comanche 7 to nothing. Hudson Welch, the other quarterback, brings in the play. And uh, he will be under center, split backfield, receiver split to the near side. They hand off left side. Running back tries to hurdle that defensive front, but he is stopped just past the line of scrimmage. That's a great job there by Jax Tedder up on that front line. They've gone to a 4-3 defense on the front end. Jax Tedder gets in there and uh, disrupts that play. Actually, excuse me, they're still in a 3-4, but uh, Jax is in for Sloan. I didn't bring my binoculars there, uh, Will, so I can't tell you where Sloan's at, but uh, he's not in on this series. Wing T set, Welch under center. They go to Wilson left side. He gets positive yardage out. Across the 25 to about the 24. Tackle made right there by Ryland Jordan and Tyler Schmidt. Tyler comes all the way across the field from his safety position. See what third down and maybe three. Now here comes your starting squad on the front line. Oscar Ortiz, Sloan Stoltz. Third down and three for the Comanche Indians. Four minutes left in the first half. Puncher still leading 7-0. to zero. Ball sits on the 23-yard line. Comanche's a this is the deepest drive into puncher territory of the game. Wing T set, toss sweep, right side. Wilson looking for running room. Excuse me, that's number 17, Oscar Rios, and he goes out of bounds. Picks up the first. Yeah. Didn't have to do much there as uh, he just followed his blocker and uh, ran out of bounds just past the first down marker. 
Went to that wide side of the field and uh, stops the clock. 3.47 remaining in the first half. That's your defense being tested here, trying to not let the Comanche Indian offense get any life. Definitely not any points. Command, or, uh, Mason's uh, offense has been on the been on the field for quite some time there, and obviously those guys up front got their hands on their hip. Two receivers left side, but backfield as well. Chains off to Rios over the right side of that offensive line and, uh, and continues to nickel dime, nickel and dime this puncher defense. Yeah, everybody's uh, getting some pursuit there on the line, but uh, they wind up having to chase him down from behind. Uh, brings up a second down and six for Comanche. Clock still running. 3.13 on the clock. Punchers lead this one 7 to nothing. Comanche threatening, though, as the ball sits on the 15-yard line of the Mason Punchers. Well, it's still at quarterback. He'll be under center. Two receivers set. A toss sweep. It's time to 21 Wilkerson. Cuts up the middle and finds a hole, and he gets another first down inside the 10-yard line. Well, the Comanche Indians will have another uh, first and ten. Jose Valdez that time on the tackle, I do believe. He comes in and wallops him, though. But uh, first and goal for Comanche. Ball sits on the uh, eight-yard line. Comanche's getting some penetration through the middle. Uh, outside linebackers are coming up the field a pretty good ways and it's leaving a pretty good gap. They're going to have to. They're going to have to close those corners off just a little bit in order to stop this run game that uh, Comanche's figured out. Same formation, two receivers wide. Go back to Wilson, and uh, he's stumbling, trying to get out of that backfield as we had him kind of slowed him down. He's able to get back to the line of scrimmage. All right, he actually gained a yard there, Will, as uh, the ball, the nose of the football, now sits on the five-yard line. Uh, number 17, tall cat, tallest running back that they've got, kind of falls forward there and uh, picks up some yards. They're going to bring in number 44. This is where they – this is who they tried on third down and short earlier. Uh, kind of a bigger statured back than the rest of them. Ricardo Sanchez, number 44, also plays some offensive line. They go toss sweep left side to the small back Wilson. He tries to get the corner, gets it inside the five, keeps the clock running. Ryland Jordan did a good job of holding his own right there against that lead blocker to kind of have some confusion. Uh, they still were able to gain two yards on the play. Mason puncher defense. Trying to make a stand here next to the goal line as uh, it's going to be third and goal. Uh, obviously, four down territory for Comanche, but the ball sits on the four yard line with a minute 23 on the clock here in the second quarter. Punchers lead this one seven to nothing. Comanche uh, capitalizing this good field position. Now they spread it out even more. Three receivers set, twins to the right. Now they motion receiver from the right, left. They fake the Reverse, quarterback's rolling right, looking to throw. He pulls it down, falling forward. He's at the goal line. They're going to no call, him, they're gonna they, call him just short. The ball's going to be on the one-yard line as it's going to be fourth down and goal. 50 seconds on the clock, still ticking down. 32 on the game clock, or on the uh, play clock. Fourth down and goal at the one. Comanche still has one timeout available. They're letting this one... They're going to let it, and they're going to call that timeout before they decide what to do here. Uh, Less than 20 seconds on the play clock. They're 20. just looking at the sideline. Try to figure out what's going on here. 14 on the play clock. 20 on the on the game clock. 
They're going to call a timeout with short. They're not going to give Mason any chance to uh, have a clock after this one. With less than 10 seconds in the first half, Comanche calls their final timeout. They'll have it fourth and one. We'll take a 30-second commercial timeout. Be right back with this goal line stand. This is the Puncher Football, 95-3, KNL. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night. And Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know they're learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank. Proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. 95.3 KNEL. Well, we're back here live. Indian Stadium in Comanche. As, uh, Comanche Indians, uh, they start off in puncher territory after the nearly a, a punt that was blocked. Mike Leonard kicking out his own end zone, and they drive it all the way down to the puncher one-yard line. Nine seconds left in the half. We got one play here. They talked it over. I'd be curious to see these stats at halftime, Will, as uh, I think Comanche is probably averaging three and a half to four yards a carry. Um, let's see what they do here. Puncher defense got to come up big right here. So they're going to uh, stack the box. Come out a run heavy package. Fullbacks right at the line. They quarterback takes the snap, dives, and he scores. Comanche puts it over the line as uh, they went in right in behind those two big fellas. Uh, with a quarterback dive, and uh, that's going to put Comanche on the board here with uh, zero time on the clock. That ran a smooth nine seconds off. I guess the coach has been timing how long it takes to run one play, and he let that tick down there. Good good uh, clock management there by the Comanche coaching staff. And that offense, is they're going to go in, they're going to try the extra point here to tie this ball game. Number 44, Carter Sanchez, in to kick the extra point. See if they can get this one lined up. That's a big cat kicking the football right there. Yeah, he's pretty pretty stout. They got him listed. Well, I'll find his number here in a little bit. He's got two numbers. Holds down, kick is up. Kick is good. And Comanche ties the ball game seven to seven with zero seconds on the scoreboard. We'll head to halftime here at the tie ball game. Come back uh, with those first half stats and uh, recap uh, first first half summary. And uh, you're listening to Puncher Football here on 95.3. Also, as we go to break, uh, we're going to listen to uh, one of our uh, kind of a kind of interview type commercial from one of our uh, supporting sponsors this year. I believe that was uh, uh, well. I'm going to let I'm going to let them play it. Yeah, let them play it. Will <laughs> the Commercial Bank is proud to support Puncher Football and the Mason Puncher Band. Though I love football, I have been blessed with two beautiful girls, and this year they are both in high school and are both in the puncher band. Eliza is a freshman, and she plays the clarinet, and Alexandra is a senior, and she plays the piccolo. I don't know much about band or music, but I love hearing Alex play the piccolo. If you are like me and didn't know what a piccolo was, just listen for the high-pitched whistle sound that sounds like a snake charmer, and that is Alex on the piccolo. With both of our kids being in high school, it makes going to the games and competitions even more fun because now we know most of the kids and we've watched them grow up since they were probably in pre-K. It's been fun to watch them grow and mature and also hard to believe that this bunch are already seniors. 
These young men and women represent our community well, and they really bring our community together as a people in this whole area gather to cheer them on to victory. There is a competitive spirit that lives and breathes in our community. This spirit drives each of us to achieve more than we would without that extra push. There are many times when Mason has lined up against a superior opponent, but through strong leadership and teamwork, the punchers and cowgirls come out on top. I believe this theme of doing our best runs through all of us that live and work in this community. And likewise, the Commercial Bank has the vision of doing our best. We want to be a great neighbor to not only our customers, we also want to be a great neighbor to the entire community by supporting our youth and supporting our many community organizations and projects. Speaking of giving back and being a good neighbor, I do want to make a plug and a plea for all of us to help each other. It is no secret that Mason has a small economy because of our small community, and we know that we should all shop at home when we can. What I don't think we realize is how much it hurts our community when we send our money out of the area. Once we send our money out of our local economy, it doesn't come back. And when I say local, I mean Mason and our surrounding towns. The large out-of-town companies and banks like Amazon or Wells Fargo, to mention a couple, they don't support the punchers and cowgirls or any other local event or organization. So I beg each person listening to make an extra effort to shop locally, to bank locally, because our communities depend on it. That's all I've got, except if you're not a commercial bank customer, I invite you to be one. I'm Michael Cope. 95.3 KNEL. We're back here live in Comanche, Texas, and uh, now it's halftime. And uh, they put three seconds back on the clock. Uh, the teams were already leaving the field, and uh, you know the clock had ran out of zero after the Comanche punched it in. We thought, you know, they were more time than yeah, they were they that. And uh, thankfully, uh, nothing, nothing, all that exciting happened. Uh, Comanche tried the onside kick, uh, which uh, Jax Tedder fell on. We had time for one more play. Matthew Kerr, uh, you know, they spread it out, and he just went deep down the field. Uh, they were playing safety coverage, and uh, we heard the uh, radio announcer for Comanche uh, while that uh, commercial break was playing. Uh, the defender just slapped it down. He, they probably could have picked it off. I mean, he, he just kind of knocked have. it down, and you know, maybe maybe you have a shot at returning that, but they sure were uh, upset about that. But uh, that was uh, our, Michael Cope, one of our sporting sponsors, the Commercial Bank. So we got some good, uh, good uh, commentary there from him, and uh, a, little, a little about what they do for our community and, and, and kind of what's important at the end of the day. And we'd like to thank the rest of our annual sponsors' uh, uh, support of Mason Putcher Football here on KNEL ninety-five point three, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Mason Building and Supply, and Rental, uh, the, the Mason Puncher Club, Langberg Realty, and Hill Country Collision Repair. Uh, we're hoping to get some uh, some stats headed our way and be able to recap some of that first half uh, as uh, you're listening to the Mason Puncher football uh, here on 95.3. They are tied with the Comanche Indians 7-7, to and I just happened to get the stats right here, Will, uh, for the for the first half. First half summary is brought to you by Pro Granados Lawn and Landscape. Looking for experts, reliable, on-time lawn care service. Look no further but to Pro Granados Lawn and Landscape. For all your lawn and landscape needs, call 325-205-2152 today. 
Pro Ganados Lawn and Landscape, Pro Attitude, and Pro Service. First half stats look like this, Will, and you can kind of chime in whenever you feel like it. Uh, rushing the ball, uh, the Comanche Indians were, ran it 29 times for 105 yards. Uh, that brings a pretty good average there. I'm pretty sure I was pretty accurate there on the on the three and a half plus. Mason ran it only eight times for 39 yards or 38 yards, excuse me. Uh, Comanche drops back only two times to pass it. They are both incomplete. Mason has two completions uh, out of eight attempts for 40 yards. Brings a total yardage of Comanche's uh, 105 to Mason's 78. Third down conversions. This is where Comanche has the advantage at this point. They are 50% on third down conversions, being four for eight. Mason is 0 for five on third down conversions. We had two, three drives really that stalled out uh, due to uh, not converting it on third down and or a penalty that put us in a third and uh, third and ten plus yards uh, a couple of times there as well. Turnovers. Uh, Comanches turned it over once as they threw a, uh, an interception. Uh, but uh, they were able to survive that as uh, Mason was not able to capitalize, even though they controlled the ball deep in Comanche territory after that pick. Penalties, uh, Mason or Comanche was one out of five, or one for five yards. Uh, Mason has been penalized three times for 25 yards. Uh, it, they say the total time of possession on here is 15:42 for Comanche and 8:18 for Mason. I would say that that's probably in the ballpark uh, as well. The scoring summary looks like this. Um, in the first quarter with 5.43 on the clock, number 12, Matthew Kerr, runs it from 27 yards out for a touchdown around the far side uh, as he uh, had a uh, run pass or a triple option play there and really didn't get to go through his progressions, and he just chose to tuck the ball and run, which was a good decision. 27 yards later, he's in for the score. Kyle Montoya's extra point was good. In the second period with nine seconds left, uh, number seven, Cook, Runs it in for one with from one yard out uh, on a fourth and goal and uh, puts it in for Comanche. Number forty four Sanchez's extra point is made. I would say uh, talking about uh, talking about those first half stats there uh, and, and looking at that, uh, I'll do the math on that and get you the average on on total yards uh, per per play there for Comanche. But that's where their efficiencies come in and they've been able to kind of slice and dice up on the front end of that thing, three and a half yards, three times, that'll get you a first down. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we saw that, uh, not just that last drive, uh, but they, you know, they had some good drives down the field. And, uh, you know, they don't look all that overwhelming, impressive, you know, physically. They've got some big guys up front. They're big. I mean, they're sure. 265, 275. One of them, you know, he's just, you know, he's about five, uh, five, nine, 265, plays nose guard. And, uh, right. you know, it's been tough running up the middle against him, but they're getting a good, uh, not just an initial push, but they're getting, they're blocking well downfield. Oh, absolutely. Even if they don't have the whole, I mean, those those backs have been real patient. So they're, we can tell they're a well coached ball club, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, our, the scoring summary was pretty easy to recap. I mean, oh, we yeah, are seven seven. It's gonna be might as well be zero zero to start the second half. Uh, but yeah, as you as you said, you know those, you know, we just kind of keep putting ourselves, you know, we're digging a deeper hole, and just it's hard oh, to get any rhythm and, and going. Uh, one of those one of those drives we had, well, just for a pure example is uh, we started on our own 25-yard line, and we drive that ball 60 yards downfield, and then we wind up in a, with a third and 15 situation deep in Comanche's territory and can't capitalize. And uh, those those become – those you penalties take, take become – You take yourself out of field goal range. You take yourself out of field goal range. I mean, they're just detrimental. And then you force yourself to be one-dimensional and uh, try to throw the ball up there. 
and they drop uh, eight back in coverage. And so, uh, you know, I, I look to for McLeod on the defensive side of the football to go back to that 4-3 that we saw in the second and third game uh, of this season. Well, yeah, I'm th- you know, that's what we did against Nora. We just stacked the box, and we said, we're right. ready to throw it on us. And, Absolutely. And they tried a few times, but, you know, I mean, yeah, running that three. And, and we've seen Mace, Mace McLeod's defense. And sure. Since, I mean, even Burns there, you know, we've been very effective with that 3-4, even against run-heavy teams. Uh, but they are just, I mean, we're just not able to clamp down. But unfortunately, and, uh, our, 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 our three guys on the down line, in this, uh, down line this time aren't demanding those double teams as they were in years past. They're just, they're just not that overbearing, uh, you know, overbearing statement out there uh, that demand the double teams. And you see even a team like uh, Comanche be able to get to that second level of our defense and uh, really gives them that, that extra two or three-yard push. And uh, if you can do that over over a series, like we saw Comanche do on that last uh, uh, almost blocked punt where they got the ball on our 30-yard line, and they just capitalized. We, you know, we've got to capitalize just like Comanche capitalized, like we should have on that uh, interception return. But uh, nonetheless, we're seeing some different things. We're seeing some different layers of the playbook come out. Uh, we're getting more in depth into that playbook, like you were talking about, and uh, just just one of those. Uh, one of those nights where you can see there's some things trying being tried in that first half. I don't think uh, I don't think we should be scared uh, of the scoreboard by any stretch of the imagination. I think some things have just been tried, and uh, you know we need to get out there and, and execute and play our game. Uh, I thought they've done a better job of that on offense, kind of playing their game regardless of, of what the defense gives them, and uh, and get their players out in space. We haven't seen the ball go to Tad Kirby like we had and the first two or three games, and I think he's one of those guys on this team that's electrifying from a speed standpoint that you at least need to make an attempt to get the ball into his hand. Yeah, draw it up to try to get it in his hands. I mean, if, if nothing else, a little bubble screen, a uh, little swing pass, a little, you know, reverse, uh, send, him, send him in motion, toss the ball, sweep to him. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree there. Those first half stats uh, brought to you by, sponsored by Cat Track Construction. Cat Track Construction can clear land, build roads, tanks, or any job requiring heavy equipment experts. Call Levi Munsell, 325-347-2174 today. Cat Track Construction will get it all cleared up for you. And uh, as the punch, mighty band from Puncherland finishes up their performance here in front of the Comanche home crowd, uh, we'll go to another uh, two-minute commercial break, come back, uh, recap some uh, scores from around the area, district, and regions, and uh, talk about, you know, it's seven seven on the scoreboard. It might as well be a you know fresh start zero zero yeah. game as we uh, head into the second half. Be right back with that and more here on ninety five three K and He's on the thirty. He's on the twenty. He's on the ten. It's a touchdown. There's nothing like football. <laughs> the lights, the cheers of the crowd, and getting a chance to see our local athletes and kids give it all they've got. <clears throat> Come to a game support our local schools the commercial bank a better way to bank member fdic visit us online at tcbmason.com hi it's angela and chase from willow creek cafe in mason if you haven't visited us yet this is your personal invitation to come in soon for some home cooking at its best oh yeah We offer just about anything you could want for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. Every day. And if you know us already, we thank you for being our customer. So come see us. 
We love our customers. Willow Creek on the northeast corner of Mason Square. Hill Country Propane Inc. is the place for gas logs, grills, fireplaces, fire pits, and accessories, from the basic to the exotic. We do installation on everything we sell, and we provide repair services, too. Come by our showroom at 1240 Highway 16 South in Fredericksburg, or find us on the web at hillcountrypropaneinc.com. We proudly support the Mason Punchers. Hill Country Propane Inc. Style, service, solutions. What makes you choose one Realtor over another when you buy or sell ranches, homes, or property? Confidence. Confidence that your Realtor has the hands-on experience to handle your business with discretion, professionalism, and just plain good horse sense. Nine Bar Land and Cattle is that kind of Realtor. Choose us. Find us at WeSellRanchLand.com. Thank you kindly. All hat and no cattle ain't gonna get it done. 95.3 KNEL. Uh, we're back. Uh, it is the halftime show here uh, at Indian Stadium in Comanche, Texas, where uh, punchers and Indians are all tied up 7-7 uh, seven to seven as the uh, Indians get their uh, the tying score of uh, less than 10 seconds left in the half. They punch it in from one yard out on a quarterback keeper, and uh, they're able to tie the game up and uh, make this one even uh, with only one half remaining. So uh, before we start talking about that, we'll just recap uh, some some of these uh, statewide high school scores, some upcoming opponents, district opponents, and uh, uh, region and, and kind of that, those uh, top ten division uh, one, two, eight teams. We'll start uh, up in the Panhandle as number five ranked Panhandle Panthers take on a uh, smaller division two uh, team. It was the state finals last year, the Wellington Skyrockets. Most ball game, Panhandle leads uh, Wellington twenty one to twenty. At the half, uh, Holly's moved up to number six uh, on the Dave Campbell's uh, uh, poll, and they lead uh, number ten, smaller Division two team, uh, Winthorst. Holly leads Winthorst forty-seven to twenty uh, late in the second quarter. Tennant Hall gets booted out of the top ten after losing to St. Augustine last week. Losing bad to St. Augustine, they lead Timson thirty-six to zero. Number one ranked Referio taking on. Uh, number three ranked Mart in uh, small school division two. Mart's leading that one again this year, uh, maybe 28 to 14, uh, late in the second quarter. Mart over Referio, 28-14. Great ranked Holland. Mart over. Uh, sorry, Mart over. Mart's, Mart's leading Referio uh, before the half, 28 to 14. Over there. Uh, in Referio tonight, you know they lost that game mm-hmm. uh, last year. Mart went on to win state division. To two A, the Great Holland, uh, you know that could be an early round opponent for the Punchers. Uh, come out of district undefeated, or be one of those teams to watch out for uh, right. earlier in the playoffs. They're uh, top ranked this year. They're tied with Hearn, thirteen to thirteen at the half. And Mason's tied here in Comanche, seven to seven. Menard uh, taking on Harper tonight, and uh, Menard has a lead over Harper late in the second quarter. Menard leads Harper 20 to 16, and uh, Bracket Tigers lead Rock Springs 46 to zero, and uh, Snora taking on Burnett, and Burnett leads Snora 26 to 20. Number two Shiner taking on Goliad. Shiner leads Goliad 41 to six. Holy moly! At the half, Shiner leading bigger school Goliad. 
way bigger, 41-6. to six. And uh, Junction uh, hosting Ozona tonight. Ozona, a big lead over Junction, 55 to nothing at the half. Close ball game, Jim Ned down in Brady. Jim Ned leads Brady 13-9 to midway through the second quarter. Uh-huh. And uh, number four ranked Wall Hawks, Division 3A, uh, in Big Spring tonight. They lead Big Spring 33-0 to over Big Spring. San Saba, lowest halftime score of the season. They lead uh, Ingram Tom Moore 21 to nothing uh, late in the second quarter. And uh, number four ranked St. Augustine behind Mason. They lead Hemphill 21 to zero. And then we'll just kind of go around uh, the neighboring towns. Fredericksburg hosting Bernie. They lead Bernie 24 to 14. And uh, Lano hosting the Lakeview San Angelo Chiefs. Lano leads San Angelo Lakeview 31 to seven at the half. And again, Mark leading uh, Referio 28 to 14, and Shiner with a big lead over bigger school Goliad. Shiner leads that one 41 to six. All tied up here in Comanche. So we'll take uh, Comanche uh, Indian Band still out on the field. Got uh, uh, just under 13 minutes left on the on the halftime clock. Should get started uh, soon. Before that, take another two minute commercial uh, break here from our sponsors. Here I back talk about this upcoming second half here on 95.3 KNL. For over 60 years, the Munsell family has been providing quality, professional heavy equipment services to customers in Mason, Brady, and the surrounding areas. Today, third-generation owner-operator of Cat Track Construction, Levi Munsell, continues to proudly provide those services. Whether it's clearing land, building a road, putting in a tank, or any job requiring heavy equipment experts, give Levi at Cat Track Construction a call today, 325-347-2174. That's Cat Track Construction, 325-347-2174. We'll get it all cleared up for you. Hi, I'm Brian Jensen, the voice of the Red Raiders, inviting you to join me right here on 95.3 for all the thrills, excitement, and action of Texas Tech Red Raiders football. The Texas Tech Red Raiders will be on the road this week to take on the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman. We'll have it live on 95.3 Caniel FM. Pre-game begins at 10 o'clock. Red Raiders football on Caniel brought to you by the Mark Marshall Law Office. Dan Gandy, Touchdown Real Estate, Averages, Furniture and Appliance, Jacoby's Feed Seed and Cafe, and Brady National. Bank. Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. That's right. We've got much more than building materials and hardware. Check out our selection of Wrangler clothing and Twisted X footwear. Trust for the job with Wrangler Regular Fit, Cowboy Cut, and Cowboy Comfort Jeans. Wrangler Western Work Shirts and Denim Shirts and Twisted X Belts. Protect those toes with Twisted X and Chippewa Snake Boots. Check out the new arrivals of clothing, building materials, hardware, and so much more at Mason Building Supply, 254 Moody Street in Mason. Or call 325-347-5899. Looking for expert, reliable, on-time lawn care services? Look to ProGranados Lawn and Landscaping for all your lawn landscaping needs. It's ProGranados for honest, thorough, on-time, by-appointment service. And we provide a receipt upon completion. ProGranados serves Mason, Brady, and the surrounding areas like none other. Call 325-205-2152 to schedule your service today. That's 325-205-2152. Pro Granatus, Lawn and Landscaping, Pro Attitude, Pro Service. 95.3 KNEL. All right, we're back. Still halftime here in the stadium, Comanche, Texas. Teams that have yet to make it back out on the field. 
Banshee Union Band wrapping up their performance. The home crowd. And uh, 10 minutes left till uh, second half kickoff. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty much a new start to the game. Uh, all, uh, all tied up here. Uh, Mason, you know, got on the board early. Uh, 3.6 yards per carry. Comanche? Comanche. Oh, that's just, I mean, it just eats you up. They're able to oh, consistently. Sure. I mean, you can run run the ball three downs and, uh, and put together a successful drive. So we're going to have to make, like you said, I think we're going to have to make some adjustments, put some more men in the box. Uh, I think you dare them to throw. I mean, yeah. I, I think you uh, – I think you just sit back and dare them to throw, stack the box, go back to your 4-3, which uh, um, which we did earlier and, and, and did against Sonora, and it did very effectively. Well, we're in like more of a 5-2 uh, against yeah. Sonora, and uh, only at least three guys in the secondary, but you know, we're not going to. The problem is is when you crash on a 3-4 uh, with an inside linebacker like Clay. Uh, Clay's a great player, a great kid, but uh, um, when he misses in that backfield, uh, there's a big gap back there, uh, or, or on the front end of that. And so, uh, they, uh, they have taken advantage of that on some misses by Clay. And they've been near misses because they've all, they're, they're borderline and they've been riding the line on, uh, whether it's a three yard loss or a, a three yard gain. And so, uh, I think, uh, I think we've got to try to pull back from that just a little bit and let's play line of scrimmage ball. And uh, try to stop them there instead of stopping them in the backfield. They're not blowing us off the line, but we're not seeing our playmakers. You know, Ortiz hadn't gotten back there. Stoltz hadn't. I mean, there's been a couple of plays. We've been double We've, teaming both of those guys and just playing the linebackers one on one. And because of our, we give up some size from a linebacker position. Uh, you know, I would say that's the right call uh, on on this team and the, the way that it's uh, statured out uh, for this given Mason Puncher squad, but. You know, that's why I'm saying back them off just a little bit, get back to a 4-3, let's play line of scrimmage football, and don't give them the line, but uh, don't try to don't try to take that big loss like we were used to seeing last year because the dynamics of the, uh, of the fundamentals and the stature of, of what we're capable of doing from a size standpoint relative to the guys last year is just tremendously different. And on the offensive side, I mean, I don't know, you can't say it enough, it's just execution. Uh, you know, just can't penalties are just. I mean, it's the same as last week. I mean, we just have we almost have to be flawless here in the second half. We let Comanche back in this game. We've given them the hey, we can play with these guys. Sure. And uh, uh, Comanche was fired up and they left the field at halftime by punching that one in uh, late there in the second quarter, and rightfully so. I mean, you talk about making a four and out stance with putting Mason deep in their own territory. And then uh, having a near miss block punt that went off the fingertips of uh, of your end man, and put yourself in great field position inside the thirty yard line on a it was like a fifteen or twenty yard punt, and that was all it was uh, after the after they tipped it. And uh, Comanche took advantage of that and capitalized. You know we had the same opportunity in the end of the first quarter when Clay intercepts that pass and runs it inside their thirty yard line. But Mason uh, runs two good plays, gets them down into a third, uh, third and short situation, or excuse me, a second and short situation, and then you have a penalty, and then you have a delay of game on the backside of that, and now you're at third and fifteen, and you throw a pass and it falls short over, or fall, it goes long over the head of Clay into the back of the end zone, late there in the in the first quarter, and you're stifled because 
you go for it on fourth down and it goes through the hands of your receiver and uh um now you give the ball back to them and they drive you back to midfield and uh you never get past the 50 again for the rest of the second quarter and so you know just some give and take and some back and forth there uh in terms of flexing your muscles but uh i think coach mcleod uh knows what he's got in front of him and i think he'll come out in the second half and uh like you said on or like we said on defense and stouting up that initial uh initial point of attack and uh on from the offensive side of the ball i think we get back to our running game on the end of round because uh uh that's that's worked really good gates watching watson catches those two passes that go through his hands and that changes the whole dynamic of the first half well, i'm going to say i like you know i like to see if we're going to keep throwing the ball let's try some shorter passes uh, you know, quick throws. I don't mind, you know, when uh, Matthew Kerr rolls out, he's, you know, he, he can hurt you with his legs. Maybe some more design runs. Uh, you know, he did a good job that first first option play of the season. Takes it for a score. You know, keep running it. Right. You know, even if you feed it to the fullback twice in a row. I mean, you know, it's just sure. hard to defend. And uh, the more uh, the more you try to do that, of course, that's more their uh, – we're not an option football team. It's more of a change of pace. Right. Something somebody's not expecting. Well, what makes me nervous, though, Will, moving forward into and even in the district play is we haven't been able to get Clay on a consistent groove in this uh, pre-district football. So unlike last year where we had where we were able to get those initial backs into a groove and then change that, that depth of attack in terms of speed and agility – and just the different styles of run with some of those other banks, we hadn't even utilized them. And when they do get the ball, it's on a it's on a quick second and eight, second and seven type situation, and we're falling forward for two or three yards instead of getting those guys all in a consecutive pattern. There, uh, you know, interchange those guys out, run them, run them, and let them see some differences there because that's exactly what Comanche did to you. And you just saw some different speeds, some different approaches to the hole uh, in terms of how those guys got there in terms of technique. And it was just enough, just enough of a change-up in this line of sight and the speed of which it was happening to uh, to get them three yards, 3.6 yards of carry. Yeah, and uh, that's like you I mean, nearly said, it, it's, about, it's about getting in a rhythm, whether it's Carter. I mean, it's just fine. We've been looking for, to find some rhythm to our offense. Uh, we, we had it in Snore, and a lot of that – what helped it was our defense getting three and outs. And so, I, you know, I think that's part of it, too. Our defense does its job like we did all last year. Right. Three and out. They all keep our offense on the field. And uh, that's why they really haven't had they hadn't found it in three out of four games. They haven't been out there just a whole lot uh, with some long, you know, consecutive drives. Uh, getting close to this uh, second half kickoff. Punchers are back out on the field uh, with some pre-half uh, warm-ups and stretches. We'll take another two-minute commercial break. And hopefully be right back in time for second half kickoff here uh, on uh, or Mason Puncher football in 95.3, KNL. Hurry down to Heart of Texas Ford and take advantage of our hurry up and save sales event. 2019 F-150s with 0% for 72 months. Remarkable savings. Up to $11,280 in rebates on select model expeditions. Unbelievable. Great deals, so hurry down while the getting is good. That's Heart of Texas Ford in Brady, Texas, where every deal comes straight from the heart. For more information on these unbelievable savings, visit heartoftexasford.com. That's heartoftexasford.com. Mason's best-kept secret is out. Kingdom Automotive is here for all of your domestic or foreign auto repair needs. And we offer batteries, tires, and alignment, too. 
From old changes to motor swaps, Kingdom has your repairs covered. Located at 942 San Antonio Highway next to Land Tex, we're open Monday through Friday from 830 until 530. Call Kingdom at 325-294-4942. We'll get you back out on the road again. The Basement Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the punchers. Have you seen the electric bill? If your electric bill is making your temperature rise, Greater Texas Solar has the solution. By going solar, you'll reduce or eliminate your monthly electric bill. Financing options are available. Call 512-649-4925 for your no-obligation, free energy consultation. Currently installing in the cities of Mason and Brady and countywide in Mason, McCullough, and Menard counties. Call 512-649-4925 today and end your electric bill shock for years to come. 95.3 95.3 KNEL. We're back here uh, getting ready for the second half opening kickoff uh, here in Indian Stadium, Comanche, Texas. Punchers have uh, ran back onto the field. Still time on the scoreboard. Comanche uh, getting ready to run out. They came out a little later from the field house. Again, score is tied 7-7. Seven to seven. We get ready for the second half. They start underway. Some close ball games going on in top rank Division 2A. Uh, up in the Panhandle. Panhandle uh, now uh, lead changes. Wellington uh, leading Panhandle 28-21 to as they begin uh, the third quarter. Uh, Furio scored right before the half. They trail Mark 28-20. to Number 8 ranked Holland. They're tied with Hearn 13-13 to at the half. And uh, last week's opponent, Jim Ned, they're taking on Brady tonight, leading Brady 13-9, to still in the second quarter of that ball game. So the punchers uh, won the coin toss, deferred to the second half, so they will receive uh, the football here. We'd, uh, we'd also like to thank our supporting sponsors of Mason Puncher Football and here on KNEL, the Commercial Bank, Hill Country Propane, Inc., Kingdom Automotive, Greater Texas Solar, Cat Track, Construction, and Pro Granados Lounge and Landscape. Second half kickoff is also brought to you by Hill Country Propane Inc. Hill Country Propane Inc. is a place where gas logs, fireplaces, grills, installation, and repairs happen. On the web at hillcountrypropaneinc.com, the Hill Country Propane Inc. style, service, and solution. All right, boys, you got to come out here and uh, execute on both sides of the football as uh, you've given Comanche the chance to get back into this one late in the second quarter. They tied it up. Uh, if you're just joining us here to start this second half, uh, Comanche tied it up at the end of the first or the first half with nine seconds on the clock. They punch it in. This ball game is straight up seven to seven. As Mason will receive this ball, uh, they'll be moving their first possession of the second half from our right to left. Chad Kirby and Rylan Jordan. Back deep to receive. Second half opening kickoff standing at their own 10. Mitchie kick team still huddled up on the sideline. They tried an onside right before the half, first half ended. And uh, after tying up 
to score on a one-yard run by the quarterback number seven, Cash Cook. And uh, number 44, Ricardo Sanchez, is going to be teeing it up, kicking off for the Indians, kicking from our left to right. Herbie goes over, says something to Jordan. See if they kick it deep here. Get Kirby uh, get that ball with some space in front of him. He can take it all the way. And here comes Sanchez. Long approach to the ball. He does kick it deep. Rollin Jordan's going to field it at the 10 down the right sideline and uh, breaks the initial contact. Good return all the way out here to the 35 or across the 30. About the 32-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 Mason Punchers. That was a good job by Ryland, just utilizing his momentum. And that was the best kick we've seen him have uh, on a reception. And just, just flat run it upfield. And I think if these punchers would do more of that instead of trying to get around the edge, they would just turn that ball upfield. Uh, they could do what Comanche's done and average about three and a half yards a game uh, every time they touch the football. See what Kerr does from center on the Mason Puncher's first possession of the second half. Kind of have a, a bunch set over here on the left side. On receiver split wide to the right. Now they motion players back to the right side. Now they're back in the wing T. Toss sweet, fullback left side of the Zecker looking for space. Makes a couple of moves. Good run out across the 40. And he's right at the first down marker. That's what I'm talking about right there. Turn your nose down and run. Uh, 11 yard gain right there for number 33. As uh, he just puts his head down and trucks forward, carrying uh, Comanche Indians on his back. Be a first down and ten from the forty-two yard line. I imagine we'll see a healthy dose of the run game here. Start this second half period. Montoya split over here on near side to the left. Here's going to be under center. They shift again, left side to right. Give it back to oh. Eckert, who stumbles as he gets the handoff and Eckert falls at the line of scrimmage. Eckert and Kerr got their feet tangled there, and Eckert wound up going down. That ball, they're actually going to lose a half a yard there. Gosh, that's that's kind of, I mean, this is what we're talking yeah, about. Just lose your little bitty, yeah, little bitty things. Just not executing theirs. Uh, the footwork there kind of got uh, mixed up. It's going to bring up a second down and 10. The ball stays uh, on the 21 and three-quarter yard line, if there's such a thing. Which is on their first offensive series to start this second half of football. They come out of eye formation. Wing back on the left side. They give it to Clarner. Lead play. Finds a hold. Cuts back to the middle. Still on his feet. Breaks tackles. He's across midfield. Trying to outrun the secondary to the 40. Out of bounds. All the way down. It's Comanche 30-yard line. That's kind of run where he's accustomed to seeing by number 41, Clay Clarner. Yeah, he just spent a lot of time cutting back across the field there as uh, he takes that one all the way down to the 30-yard line of Comanche. Uh, just a good hole, initial hole that time, and Clarner kind of does the rest as he just lets guys over pursue, and he cuts in back in the cutback lane, comes back to the near side, all the way down to the 30, where it'll be first and 10. And 44 left in the third quarter. Still tied 7-7. Punchers driving. They're in Comanche territory. Ball at the 30. Back at eye formation. They shift Kirby and Tedder across. Whistle blows the play dead, and Mason's going to take their first time out of the second half. She's not happy there with the sets. I don't understand why we're shifting as much as we are. Yeah, we've already been called uh, once on a false start. That I mean, he's he's totally changing the plays, and obviously they're going to give Kerr more freedom as uh, as this season progresses there, whoever's making that call on the line. But uh, 
You talk about total personnel shift. When four or five guys pick their head up and shift left to right, uh, that causes quite a bit of confusion. I, I have a feeling that this is a discussion on the sideline. Of, they're trying hey, to, guys, let's just, let's just be simple. Or, or they're trying to set up whatever that for, you know, we've been, they've been shifting across. Right. What are they going to run, you know, right. before that, what's that play call going to be when they don't shift? <laughs> sure. And, and that's what they're, they're trying to set up this defense, I think. But yeah, it, it's, uh, create a lot of commotion and, you know, cost us an early time out here. Right. And, and in a time where execution has not been your friend, I would think, uh, pulling this back like Coach McLeod likes to talk about and just dummying this down to where, uh, keep it simple and, uh, and not overthink this. Why you're shifting so much? So, uh, come out of I formation, wing back on the right side, and if you can call Connor's name, lead play, right side. It's hit as he crosses the line of scrimmage. Short pickup on the carry, maybe two. Yeah, two or three right there on the play. Going to bring up a second down and seven for the punchers. The ball crosses over onto the 28 yard line. Punchers, same uh, play personnel. Coming in and out, Rylan Jordan, or yeah. excuse me, that's uh, yeah, that's Rylan Jordan and uh, Cody McBee coming in with the play. Wing T backfield, super split wide to the right. Bootleg play action, or he rolls to his right, goes back across the middle behind the receiver, incomplete. He really kind of threw into traffic there. I thought he might go all the way to the right side where Cody McBee had a de- definite size advantage out there on that corner, number eleven. I guess that's number 11. Uh, he's not very tall, and uh, he runs a curl route right there, and he was wide open uh, about, about six yards down the field. Trying to go back to the KO tether, the tight end, who was dragging across, similar to what we saw uh, Watson do earlier in the ball game. Again, uh, just a poor execution on first down and uh, an inter- incomplete on the second down. Brings up a third down and eight for the punchers. Going to go four wide here from the shotgun. Or takes a snap, low snap, drops it. He's got a fall on it back at the 37. So another uh, mishap, another error, forced error there. Man, that's going to bring up a fourth down and 15. Takes you out of field goal range also. Uh, you were in field goal range. Not to say you were going to kick one into the wind like that, but you were in, in relatively close field goal range. Now you've taken yourself out of it. As it brings up uh, fourth down and 15, ball sits all the way back on the 37-yard line. The line to gain is the 20. So Kerr will be back in the shotgun. They overload the near side, three receivers. Kerr rolls that way. Now it's a pass back to the right. Oh, and uh, incomplete is uh, he was trying to go back across the field. Kind of fake near side, threw back across. Again, Gage, Gage Watson lets one go through his hands as that's his third drop of the evening. Uh, not to say that ball was put on the spot, but if you're going to come back to it and put your hands on it, you need to pick that one up and make the catch. Uh, not saying he would have got the first down, but he definitely could have pushed the Comanche Indians further back into their own territory. Instead, they've got relatively good field position as they'll start this one from the 37. The punchers uh, do come out. they got a few more bodies there on the line of scrimmage. Linebackers up close as they... And off middle, back still on his feet. Man. Hunter stand him up. He gets uh, positive yards on the second effort. I think that was number 21, Wilkerson. Yeah, stood him up at the original line of scrimmage. Uh, did Oscar Ortiz, but uh, they had a couple of offensive linemen that kept the momentum going as they were able to push him 
forward for a gain of four, bring up a second down and six for Comanche. Ball, the nose of the football just over the 40-yard line in their own territory. There's uh, number 21, Logan Wilkerson, fullback. He's got a kid 5'9", 180 on the roster. And they come back second and seven from the 40. Split backfield, two receiver set. They toss it to Wilson, left side, and uh, he hit, tripped up in the backfield. Picked up maybe a yard past the line of scrimmage. They'll have it third down and five. Could contain that time on the right side of the defense. Wilson looks like he's got the speed to break one if he ever gets on top of the secondary. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened there. I was trying to think about how to how to how to describe that uh, breakdown that happened right there. But uh, nonetheless, third down and five for Comanche. And Comanche's going to call their first timeout of the second half. Score still tied here, 7-7. Comanche has the football back, 7.44 left in the third. A 30-second timeout, commercial timeout, and be right back. Hunter football, 95-3, A.N.L. Or we'll stay right here. Let's go ahead and uh, pause 10 seconds for uh, station identification. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, you're listening to KNL 95.3 FM and streaming live online at knlradio.com. Also on the TuneIn radio app. And uh, just ask Alexa or your smart speaker to play KNEL FM. KNEL 95.3 is the Comanche Indians talking over the first time out of the second half. Mason, second down and seven. Ball is on the 41-yard line, the Indian 41-yard line. Got a receiver split wide to either side. They fake the run. Quarterback throws it. He's got a man. Oh, wow. Incomplete. As uh, the running back came out of the backfield, he had a step on Jace Eckert over here on the right side, and thankfully he drops it. He was open. Yeah, it went right through his hands. Uh, again, uh, drop pass has cost – Cost, have cost both teams uh, in this game as uh, that would have been a big third down for Comanche, but the puncher's luck out and it goes right through his hand. What are we doing there? Fourth down and seven. Comanche's forced to punt. Hunter's back inside the 20. Bad snap, but he still gets it off. Short kick, lands at the 30, rolls. It's going to be a good roll for Comanche. Let that one go, let that one go by. So uh, they're going to Hunters take over their own 15. They just haven't been able to get anything going uh, since that first uh, touchdown drive. We've just kind of been shooting our foot. We, we get started, but we're just uh, we just stall out. I mean, that's really all you can say so far in this ballgame. No doubt. They're just quiet over there. Well, you don't have to turn it up. So I can hear it cutting it, popping it in and out of my headset. First and ten. Got to put something together Ball here. On there the 15, I formation, two receivers set. As uh, t- they go toss sweep, right side corner, has a big hole. 
He's streaking down oh, the field. No. One man to beat. Flag comes in, but he will should be able to outrun the safeties. The 20, the 10, the 5. It's, Hurdles a tackle. He's into the end zone, but it looks like this one's coming back. Yeah, definitely coming back right here as uh, Oscar Tease and company. They're going to call a, a high-low here, I believe a chop block, on uh, on that right side. And sure enough, they are. They're going to negate this one. It's coming all the way back. There's another flag uh, laying about the uh, 35-yard line. We're going to see what this one is. They're uh, two chop blocks are going to be at the call. And so uh, they're going to take this one all the way back. The punchers are going to be inside of their five-yard line when they spot this ball. Man, what a big play there negated. They're going to be on their six-yard line. Excuse me. What a big yeah, play. Five-yard touchdown run by Clarner. Called back. That time, I mean, that was, there was a nice hole there. They sweep right side. And Clay you know, had a steam, uh, speed going. Outran the defense. But here they are, first and 15. And they go between the tackles. Tough sledding up the middle. Jay Secker at that time on the carry. He's going to get about three yards on the play. Still going to bring up uh, second down and about 13 for the punchers. Balls all the way back uh, on their nine-yard line. The line to gain is the 23. Punchers just had an 85-yard run uh, called back on a chop bot call on the far side of the field. A formation, series split wide either side. Play action. Kerr rolls left, throws short, caught. That's Jay Secker. The flats, and he's out of bounds all the way back, close up past the original line of scrimmage out near the 20-yard line. Yeah, he's going to have that one spotted on about the 17, 16, 17-yard line. That's going to bring up a third down and manageable type situation for the punchers. They've got to get to the 23-yard line to get this first down. This would be a huge third down for the punchers as uh, they don't want to see another another drive stalled yeah, out deep in their just, own territory. Just trying to claw out of the, you know, backed up deep in, like you said, their own territory. Second and 14. Play action again. Straight drop back. Here goes deep over the top. Receiver oh. comes back to it. It's caught. Just shy of midfield. That's a good catch there by Tad Kirby. That time he comes back to the football uh, as that ball was slightly underthrown. Uh, he had a, he has a definite size advantage, 11 on 11 out there. As uh, that 11 corner for Comanche is only – they only have him registered. They haven't registered at 5'7". I think they overshot him a few a few inches, maybe even six. He looks like a flat five foot. Good conversion, catch and throw, curve to Kirby. Right side to Clarner. Tries to cut it back at the line of scrimmage, and uh, he's down for uh, short to no gain on the carry. Definitely not uh, biting on that fake there uh, is Comanche on that on that option handoff on the backfield. Uh, they're just keying on number 41 and, and going to him each time. Brings up a second down and nine. Ball, the nose of the football sits just inside uh, Mason Puncher territory as it touches the 50. Six minutes left in the third quarter. Still tied 7-7. As punchers are at midfield trying to get into Indian territory. Herders under center. They motion Tedder from right to left. Wingback follows suit. And they run option left side. Kirk keeps it. 
goes back to the middle. He's tripped up as uh, he had a hold there, but uh, they get it, they grab some ankles, bring him down. Going to bring up third down, manageable five. They are into Comanche territory. Kerr's uh, got enough stature there that he let that play, or that play just kind of fell apart. He was able to just to fall forward. Third down and five. Uh, <clears throat> Mason Punchers just over the 50-yard line into Comanche territory, looking to capitalize here on a third down conversion. Bring T set. Strong left side. They go to the wide out. Oh, my goodness. In and out of the hands of Cody McGee over here on the left side. Just ran a little stop route out there close to the first down marker. McBee had it go right through his hands as that ball was face mask high uh, and catchable, and he just uh, lets it slide through and bounce off his helmet over here to the near side. That's going to bring up a Clay Clarner punt uh, as it's fourth and five from the 47-8, 46-7-yard line. Uh, well, they uh, got themselves out of a, out of a bad spot. The Comanche territory, but the uh, drive stalls again. Yeah, we're going to try to try to uh, couldn't capitalize that offensive drive. We'll see if we can get the. Oh my goodness! Now we couldn't get the right personnel on the field, and uh, it forces McLeod to call a timeout here with uh, five minutes left to go in the third. Mason's already burned two timeouts. This ball game is tied seven all. We'll be right back here in 30 seconds. Uh, you're listening to Mason Puncher Football on KNEL 95.3. Coverage on Friday night, serving the Mason area alongside these game broadcasts for over 40 years. They have a highly experienced team of local realtors who can successfully represent you on the selling or buying side of real estate, ranches, homes, farms, commercial, river, or recreational property. If you need a professional with proven expertise in the real estate market, Choose Lindbergh Realty. Call or stop by. Look for the red and white sign and visit us online at LindberghRealty.com. Lindbergh Realty, choice of the Hill Country since 1975. 95.3 KNEL. Wrap up the fullback. Take a strip field. All right, we're back here. Punchers had just called a timeout right before they forced the punt. <laughs> Five minutes left in the third quarter. Still tied 7-7. Just can't. Sorry, Will. That's funny. <laughs> Number one for Comanche standing back at his own 10, ready to fill this punt. And they are getting pressure. They're back there again, but Clarner gets it off. Land oh, man. At the 15 and oh. uh, rolls into the end zone. Nearly, Connor Lifehester nearly got down there to get a hand on it. Down at the one. But uh, Comanche will take over first and 10 from their own 20. And so, uh, the low scoring affair here in Comanche. Hunter's showing life. They, they they start a drive, they get going, and then uh, just stall out or, or back themselves up. Just too many mistakes again this week. Just haven't been able to find any rhythm out there or consistency. Got a hold here on defense as they have them back down in their own territory here on the start from the 20-yard line. Our crowd in the line of scrimmage. They just come out high formation. They hand out to Wilkerson, makes some good moves in the backfield, and uh, he gets out positive yards. About 3.8. Yeah, pretty athletic hop there right there at the end as he dives over Oscar Ortiz to get – to get. they marked him up. That was a hefty mark they gave him there. That's actually going to bring him a second down and five for uh, Comanche Indians. Sidestep two tackles. We had him yeah. in the backfield and uh, run there by fullback 21, Logan Wilkerson. They come out two tight end set. Single tailback, 
receiver split wide left. I give it to the foot. Nope, the quarterback keeps it right side. Cash Cook runs it, makes some guys miss, and uh, he picks up the first down again with his leg. Just fake that time and uh, sign QB run. Indians pick up another first down, move the chain. Just a good run and good fake that time. Have letting his uh, blockers get out in front of him and uh, picked up the first down pretty easy. First and 10 again, ball at the 34. Just under four minutes left in the third quarter. Still tied, seven apiece. Now number four, Welch in at quarterback. Looks to the sideline, changes the play. Motion of the receiver across. They toss it that direction to Sanchez. And uh, lowers the shoulders. Plows ahead. Takes it all the way out near the... Uh, he's going to be shy of the 40-yard line, but still picks up about five, four, four, four and a half, half yeah, five half yards, yards on the so play. Bring the offense back to, uh, let's say, nickel and diamond. I would say trio and cuatro. That's more of a nickel than it was. Brings up a second down and six for Comanche. Ball sits just over the 38, 36-yard line. Bring T-set. Now they run speed oh. option. They give it to the fullback, though. And uh, he flies ahead, just a, you know, a quick dive or trap play there. Fullback takes it out. It's going to be a, y- a yard shy of the first down. Yeah, it's going to bring up a third down and two for Comanche. Uh, they got to get to about the 47-yard line, 48-yard line, excuse me. And the ball sits on the on the 42. Excuse me, I, I was all off on that one. They've got to get to about the 44-yard line. Ball sits on the 42. Put receivers left side, split backfield, and they jump early. Offensive lineman came off so on the left side. Ball good, start. That's a great break for Mason Punchers. As uh, like you said, we, they've, they've probably increased that gain to about four yards to carry. Uh, this is going to back them up. Uh, it's going to bring up a long third down situation. Mason Puncher defense been on the field quite some time here in this second half already as uh, their their offensive drives have been limited. Need to get them up, get the defense off the field and get get back in control of this football game. Right here, you need to stop on this third down and seven. Two minutes left here in the third quarter. Pushers back on defense, still tied seven apiece. As Cook, they run the veer option this time. Hurdles the defensive lineman, takes it out across the 40. But that's going to leave them uh, a few yards short of the, of the first down marker. Yeah, definitely going to punt this one away here. Being a fourth and four, uh, Mason Puncher's uh, going to have decent field position here, uh, barring an excellent punt by Comanche. Claner uh, ought to field this one somewhere around the thirty to twenty-five to thirty-yard line. Uh, if he gets ahead of steam here, trying to get some personnel off the field is Mason. Uh, they do so. Wilkerson gets the snap off the ground. Another low kick. Claner lets it bounce, fields it. At the 21, flag comes in immediately. He takes it around right side, cuts back across, and sided as he reverses field. Flag comes in on the hit. We got two flags down. No, that was the first initial flag was a marker. That was a marker flag that came in there, Will. Uh, but the uh, line judge did throw a flag immediately after the hit. I think you're going to have a holding call. Learner had uh, made the first 
cover man missed downfield. They picked, and, uh, that, they that, picked that flag up. That, uh, that kid came back as Clay reversed and just never saw, he never saw him, and he just got a line Ooh. side hit right at the chest level. I mean, it was a good clean hit by Comanche, uh, but they laid Clay out on the on the twenty six yard line, and that's where Mason will have it first and ten. One ten left to go here in the third quarter. Seven seven ball game. Mason and their second possession of this second half. Split backfield, two receivers set. Toss sweep to Eckert, right side. All those blockers. Turns his shoulders downhill, and he gets a first down all the way out near the 40. That's two really good runs this second half by Jace Eckert as he picks up another 11-yard gain around the far side. Good blocking that time by the right side of that offensive line. Opened a big hole, initial hole, and he was able to carry those Comanche defenders all the way down to the 38-yard line. Jay Secker pick up good yardage on first down. They call his number. There they go twin receivers left side. Her under center. Split backfield. They give it to Hecker. Dive play left side. He bounces it out. Throws a stiff arm. And he's brought down by the arm. It still picks up a good amount of yards. Absolutely. Five-yard gain that time by Jay Secker as he's shown some explosive running. I really liked him last year in that sequence. Uh, he, he really had some disruptive runs that, that's kind of spurred uh, Cockerham and, uh, and Clarener to be able to run the way they were able to. Uh, he was kind of your solid downhill back, and I really like this uh, attitude coming out on this initial drive, giving it to him twice. And uh, second down and five for the punchers. Toya to the near side. And they get it. Call Jason's number again. Boom. Right the middle. It'll be another. Busting through tackles, and he picks up another puncher first down. Yeah, that's seven yards right there on that carry. Going to take the ball to midfield where the punchers will have it first and ten. I say. That's uh, how you wear down the defense, too, in the ball game. Don't slow the train. No, just keep feeding it. That's keep exactly it. right. Comanche's going to. That's going to be the end of the third quarter. Uh, seven to seven here in Comanche. Mason Punchers putting drive together with two outstanding runs or three, actually, by uh, Jay Secker. He picks up 22 yards here on this drive thus far. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back here in 30 seconds. You're listening to Mason Fletcher Football on KNEL 95.3. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night. And Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know they're learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank, proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. 95.3 KNEL. Right, we're back here as we start the fourth quarter uh, here in Comanche. Ball game still tied uh, 7-7. Punchers get it back on offense. And after three uh, big uh, good runs by Jay Secker, they advance the ball across midfield. Uh, we're about, about to flip sides, and uh, we'll be running from our left to right. But uh, you know, it was good timing there for that Comanche defense, that quarter ending. Absolutely. Uh, we, you know, we're starting to pick up a little momentum. and uh, I have not seen uh, Clay Clarner back out there after that big hit uh, that he absorbed on that uh, punt return. They're going to switch into the field. Mason Punchers are going to be moving from our left to right. I think he's back out there yeah, now. Yeah, looks like Clarner's back. Um, but uh, we're going to switch into the field. They're going to be moving from our left to right. Uh, we're starting the fourth quarter here in Comanche, Texas. Uh, Mason Punchers on a drive. 7-7 seven seven ball game. Well, at the 50. 
Go counterplay to Clarner gets blown up in the backfield, just nowhere to go. Every time we pull a lineman, it seems like uh, we leave a big gap on one side or the other. Big 62 that time uh, just filled the void there and meets Clarner in the backfield after the handoff. Going to bring up a second down and 12 situation on a loss of two yards on that play. That's going to say feed number 33, and let's get back to simplicity. Yeah, he wasn't out there to start this fourth quarter. That's been our bread and butter player for so long, and just haven't been able to get any 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 holes near the size of what Clay's been accustomed to the last three years. Turn from under center, play action, straight drop back. Has to pull it down, be a pressure, run it to his left, has space. Tries to make a juke out there in open field, and he's finally tackled at the Comanche 45. Still it's going to bring up a third down and manageable as he takes that all the way to the 45-yard line. The, the 40 and about a half-yard line is where we need to be for a first down, and uh, the ball, the nose of the ball sits on the 45. Coach, uh, Coach Owens and his <coughs> offensive staff need to dial something up here uh, in this fourth quarter, start this fourth quarter. Don't need to see this one stall out around the midfield. He's going to be under center, eye formation behind him. Receiver split wide to either side. Play action again. In pressure from the backside, hit as he throws, and over the head of the intended receiver, oh, but uh, there's some... Uh, they're going to call uh, pass interference, and that ball, I mean, if you want to rule one uncatchable, that one was it. Uh, I don't know if it's pass interference or personal fouls. They they kind of hit him after the ball had already sailed over his head. I don't know. The turf. Either way, yeah. I, I don't uh, I don't, be, I don't know that I, I agree with that call, even if it was the other way around. This could be argued more of a non-catchable pass than that yeah, last for sure. one. That was uh, kind of a controversial call they're going to walk off 15 punchers better capitalize on this drive as that was a uh, a huge uh, thank you very much uh, from the officials on that play as they're going to mark this one off uh, all the way down to the 30 yard line uh, unfortunate break there for Comanche is, is I I don't think that was pass interference uh, I'd call that is fair. It, it was a shove after the I'd, you know. I'd call that fair either way but uh, but anyhow uh, ball sits on the 30 yard line where Mason punchers will have it first and 10 High formation behind Matthew Kerr. Eckert back in the backfield. They toss it left side to Clarner. Has blockers in front. Heads up field. Good run that time as he crosses the first down marker out of bounds. Yeah, they crashed out right there at the first down marker, but that will move the chains, I do believe. Is that ball? Well, maybe not. Uh, he's going to be about a, a yard and a half short of the first down. It'll be second and two for the Mason Punchers. Ball sits just almost... Uh, on the, well, it just sits right at the 21-yard line. In, uh, another run sets us up inside the 30. See what they do here. See if we can punch one into the red zone. And uh, they go back. Twin, twin receiver right side. High formation backfield. As Kerr runs lead play. Straight up the middle. Clarner hurdles the linebacker and gets it out down uh, nearly to the 10-yard line. But more importantly, first down punchers. Absolutely. Uh, good run that time by Clay Clanner. Had a big hole there. Had a linebacker laying on the ground. Was able to get over the top of him and get all the way down to the uh, 12-yard line. Where it'll be first and 10 punchers. Uh, putting a long drive together here. That started way back on their own 20. Formation again. Go back to Clarner. Tries to cut back at the line of scrimmage and nowhere to go on that left side. See, and I just don't understand that uh, at all. I don't know if uh, Kerr turned the wrong way or Clarner just went to the wrong side. 
but the blocking for that play was out to the near side, and uh, Clarner takes that handoff and tries to run left. And, I mean, there's just nobody there. He's in the Exactly. And so I would say some kind of miscommunication happened uh, right there. Is this going to bring up a long second down and 10? Well, wing piece set. Going back to the left side. Now they go counter right side. Clarner bounces it out, lowers the shoulder. And he's knocked out of bounds down inside or right at the five-yard line. They, the first punch, down marker's at the two. Yeah, the punchers can get a first down without scoring. Brings uh, up a third down. And about four yards to get the first down and about six yards to score a touchdown. Mason Punchers uh, need to continue this drive. Definitely four down territory deep in deep in uh, Comanche territory. Come, come away with the score regardless. They can pick up a first down here, get a new set of downs. Two tight end set. High formation backfield. They go back to Clarner between the tackles right up the middle. That's going to be really right close at, to the first down yeah. marker. Right at the first down marker, maybe a yard shy of the goal line. I think they're going to call him just short of the first down marker. It's going to be fourth and one for the punchers. I expect you'll see Kerr just try to keep it here on the I think peak. I think you go ahead and guarantee yourself uh, four more downs by getting a first down here. Uh, don't try to get greedy and just get the three yard three yards to score a touchdown, a half a yard to get the first down. Uh, I would shoot for the latter at this point. <laughs> Kerr is going to go into center. Long count here. Oh, he's going to make it all the way. Rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Punchers. Kerr just follows. uh, Good uh, good job that time. He he goes left. A lot of quarterbacks will go right over the center to the right, especially a right-arm quarterback. But uh, he he goes to the strength of that offensive line and uh, had a good push. He was able basically to fall into the end zone more than the first down. Montoya is going to come try the extra point. And, uh, they're getting back there that on the special team. Oh, it's good. As he pushes it. It's uh, good. And Mason uh, takes the lead 14-7. to 8.45 left in the ball game. That was a good productive drive there. Nearly stalled out a couple of times, though, Will, as uh, they faced a couple of a third and 12 and a third and 15 on some penalties. But caught a huge break there as they get to midfield on a third and 12. Uh, when they throw it to Cody McBee, or no, I'm sorry, that was uh, Gage Watson, and the ball was sailed way over his head, and they called pass interference, which gave Mason a huge bump, a huge boost, took him all the way down to the 30-yard line, and from there they progressed it in with some run plays by Clay Clariner and Matthew Kerr uh, to finish this one. But if you remember, go back to the end of the third quarter, that's, this initial drive was started off by 22 yards of runs on three different carries, by Jace Eckert uh, and kind of acted like the Bulldog tonight as uh, that was a real burst for that offensive line to be able to finish that drive right there. Uh, it's, it's about how you start it and it's about how you finish it uh, to be able to make it happen and uh, yeah, like caught that break in the middle. I can call uh, Eckert's number down there close to the goal line, uh, give him a chance to get a TD score of his own. Uh, also fortunate that that underthrown pass, Kerr was hit right as he was throwing it from the backside. I mean, that could have been a been a duck pass intercepted. Exactly. And he was still able to get it down the field, at least over the heads of the secondary. 
Punchers get a break, get another touchdown, leading 14 to 7. 8:45 left in the ball game as Kyle Montoya sees it up, kicking from our left to right. His approach and uh, another pooch kick will be fielded at the 20. Uh, number one, Rio. Oh, good play right there by Jose Valdez. That's not Jose Valdez. Aaron Estrada. That's Aaron Estrada. What a play right there by Aaron Estrada going for the feet, taking him out. No gain right there on the return as he stopped him cold on the 25 yard line. Just uh, ended him, took out his lower body. And uh, Comanche will have it first and 10 from their own 25, trailing the punchers 14-7. to That's where the puncher defense needs to force a three and out, get the ball back, eat up some clock. Add one more just for just for the stat. Comanche comes out, uh, number four is back in there, quarterback. The four... Hudson Welch, an alternating quarterbacks all season. Only three pass attempts by Comanche, no completions. Got two wide receivers, two tailbacks behind Welch as they motion the receiver right to left, and uh, they run right side. Looks like that's uh, Wilson. Going to get about our game. Yeah, they're going to get about two or three yards right there on that play. Three yards again. Man, they gave him a great spot. Uh, brings up a second down. That's uh, about second down and eight. Fancy taking their time. Rough stays in at quarterback. Punchers have. I mean, they definitely added bodies there inside the box. They got a five-man front. Five-two look here is Fancy. Uh, Second and eight, Welch, sprint out pass. Throws it off his back foot. Good pressure that time. Oscar Ortiz hits him as he throws. He barely got that one out of bounds as it does land into the Mason Puncher sideline. He's going to bring up a third down and long for Comanche. They're starting to feel the pressure here with the clock dwindling in the fourth quarter. Lexington to throw there on second down. Yeah, that's... Second half adjustment. I mean, now, you know, trying to throw the ball when we've got five men on the line of scrimmage. I mean, that, you know, they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to block everyone. Exactly. And uh, get outside the pocket. See what they do here on this third and long. And they toss sweep it left side. That's uh, Oscar Rios. Number 17. Some yardage as he uh, gets outside. Never really gets man, going Tyler, downhill, but Tyler Smith. Tyler Schmidt has been all over the field tonight uh, from that safety position. He gets up there and uh, really plays that line of scrimmage and run game extremely well uh, for for no bigger than what he is. He's been right there on the, in on the tackle. Fourth down and about four for Comanche. I believe they're uh, changing out units here. They're going to punt this one away. Uh, Clay Clarner is going to probably receive this one somewhere around the 30 to 35-yard line. And so it's going to be short. We're going to try to catch one before we let it, let it bounce here. And he fa- calls a fair catch at the 36. So decent field position. Punchers uh, take back over on offense. It was a much-needed stop uh, as we now got the lead 14-7. to seven. Just under seven minutes left in the ballgame. 
your offense will have it first and 10, spotted on the 36-yard line. This is a, an opportunity to grind the clock, put a drive together, and uh, kind of put the nail, you know, nail in the coffin. Twin receivers left side, that goes under center. And they do a double reverse. Reverse uh, back to Kobe. Breaks the tackle, stays on his feet, gets back out across the 40, about the 42. Just a good job of him avoiding the tackle in the backfield. Yeah, that play took just too long to develop uh, as it came around both sides there. Kirby really didn't break fast enough on that on that play initially. Uh, looks like he's got a cramp also, uh, and uh, on the near side of the field here, as uh, Comanche coaches are actually working on him. But uh, he's going to wind up picking up about six on the play. It's going to bring back a second uh, a second down and four. He tops up uh, after he gets rid of his cramp and trots over to the other side. But uh, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Mason Puncher Football on KNEL 95.3. 95.3 FM, KNEL. Serving Brady, Mason, Pontotoc, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. All right. So uh, Kirby picked up five on that reverse carry. We're going to be on the 42. High formation behind Kerr. Two tight end set. They go Clarner, off tackle, left side, has the edge. Bounces it out. Oh, plenty of room. Broke some ankles. Oh, ball comes out. Oh, no. I think he stepped out of bounds. Yeah, that's a – Boy, he better be glad he stepped out of bounds. Because that uh, Comanche defender came up, punched that ball out. Uh, I mean, it had to have been simultaneously as he stepped out of bounds. But like, Mason, uh, you know, he may – he cut on a dime out there. Must have stepped out of bounds when he did it. But – uh. And he, nonetheless, Mason Puncher football, first down and 10, just crossed over midfield into Comanche territory where they lead this one 14-7. to Ball sits on the 45-yard line. Backfield. Receiver split wide either side. They give it to Akert up the middle. He's wrestled down, except two on the carry. Just a good run that time by uh, Eckert. Just a good downhill run. That's the kind of run that you said earlier that uh, just wears those defenses out. Second down and eight for the punchers. Definitely letting the 25, uh, 25 clock play in their advantage. They're ticking it down. Just under six minutes left in the ball game. Mason still leading 14 to seven. All at the 44 yard line in Indian territory. I formation. They get the fullback again, and uh, no, Kerr keeps it around the left side. Good fake. As he's into the secondary, breaks the tackle. He's going to score. Touchdown, punchers. Oh, there's a flag on the play that came in way, way late. Matthew Kerr. I really hope this is not going to negate this uh, game. 44 yards out. He makes a great – he faked to the fullback, put that ball in his outside hip, and uh, carried around the left side. Good open field running. Got a personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct on Comanche. So that's not going to negate the touchdown. But, yeah, Will, you're right. Uh, uh, just an outstanding run there by Kerr. As Rylan Jordan, man, he took a shot in the backfield as uh, Comanche committed to him being being the ball carrier. And 
it left a lot of green space out there for Kerr to run around the far side for the touchdown. Glenn to try the extra point. They're getting close to it, but he knocks another one through. It is good. Now the puncher's finally uh, building on that lead. It is 21-7, 5.25 left in the ball game. Take another uh, quick 30-second commercial, commercial break and uh, be right back with the rest of the fourth quarter here on 95.3 KNL. He's on the 30. He's on the 20. He's on the 10. It's a touchdown. There's nothing like football. The lights, the cheers of the crowd, and getting a chance to see our local athletes and kids give it all they've got. Come to a game. Support our local schools. The Commercial Bank. A better way to bank. Member FDIC. Visit us online at tcbmason.com. 95.3 KNEL. We're back here with uh, 525 left in the fourth quarter of this ball game. Matthew Kerner scores the third touchdown of the night on a 44-yard Kind of naked, uh, naked boot keeper, but, uh, makes some good moves downfield, breaks some, uh, tackles and, uh, extends this lead for the puncher. Also, that's, you know, good, good, uh, play call, good execution. Absolutely. So we the last two drives and that results in the, uh, the last two scores. This is going to be an opportunity to kind of seal this one, really, and not let Comanche get back in this one. Mentoya, uh, you got to make a decision here by the coaching staff. After that personal foul uh, uh, call that was on the back end of that uh, run, it's going to be enforced on the kickoff where Montoya will kick off from the Comanche 45-yard line. Uh, very rarely do you get to kick off on the same side as uh, that's being received. Uh, that's gonna, even if he uh, kicks one of these high, short kicks, it's going to pin him inside. It's average about 40 yards, so, yeah, he could drop dead at the five-yard line. See what he does here. He may just like to kick it out of the end zone, which he, he does. does. Trying to make a field goal. And it's good. Off the kickoff. But honestly, if that would have been me, I think I'd have told him to do another little one of those short kicks. Try well, to pin him inside the 10. I mean, uh, yeah, that, I mean, the way he's been kicking, I mean, it would have landed probably right at the five and, uh, giving our guys plenty of time to get down there. Regardless, they're, uh, leading 21 7 here. One more stop, and they should be able to put this one away, but uh game is not over. Manchia uh, likely not just going to go to the air here, down 21-7. to you know, They put together uh, you know, their quickest drive was that one right before the half. Yeah, and they did a really good job of being efficient. See if Mason Puncher defense has done a great job in the second half of holding them. We're definitely crowding that line of scrimmage more. Comanche does go to the shotgun, three receivers set, quick throw right side, caught. He's going to take that one all the way down. It's going to be an eight-yard pickup there. Good catch and throw uh, by the quarterback for Comanche as he took a three-step drop, well, really a two-and-a-half, and he plants his feet, throws a bullet out there to the far side, That's, brings uh, up a second down and six, or a second down and four. from the sophomore quarterback, Hudson Welch. Looking down and four. Five minutes remaining in the ball game. They give it right side to Wilkerson. Starts outside, comes back in, and defense hasn't stopped. Two yards shy of the first down. Brings up third down and two. Ball right at the Comanche 35. There's a chance to hold here, force a three and out. 
Welch comes to the line of scrimmage. Split backfield. Toss sweep left side. And wrapped up in the backfield. He's not going to have the first. Made a mistake that time and did not uh, block down on Clay as he was able to blow through the line. It's going to bring up a fourth down and two for Comanche. They have a decision to make as the ball sits on the 34-yard line. That was a good job of uh, Stoltz stretching that play out. They went back to the smaller back, Wilson, and uh, he could not get turned upfield. I suspect this ball is going to go to the, to the wide side of the field, which is opposite of us. Fourth and two. Play action. Oh, they get to the fullback, and he is hit at the line of scrimmage, pushed back. Ball goes over. Jax Tedder and, uh, and Aaron Estrada in there on that play. Just blew it up. Uh, it's going to be first and ten. Mason Punchers, they're going to have the ball on the 34-yard line. No gain on the play. They stopped him on a fourth down. Turnover on down for Comanche. Mason Punchers lead this one 21-7. to 3.52 on the clock. I'm left. Uh, I can get another score here. You were just trying to eat up the clock. We certainly want to. Uh, yeah, punches uh, come to the offense comes to the line of scrimmage quickly. As Kerr will be under center, two tight end set. Broken eye, backfield. Quick pitch, left side to Klarner. He's got a lot of running room. Streaking down the sideline. Breaks some arm tackles high. He's into the end zone. They're going to call him out of bounds at about the 10-yard line where they'll have first and goal. For the punchers, we'd like to we'd like to thank our supporting sponsors one more time: the Commercial Bank, Hill Country Propane Incorporated, Kingdom Automotive, Greater Texas Solar, Cat Track Construction, and Pro Granados Lawn and Landscape. Also, like to thank our our key sponsors in Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Mason Building Supply and Rental, Mason Puncher Club. First and ten from the ten. Larner cuts back middle. He's got runner room into the secondary. Falls in the end zone. Touchdown, punchers. Great run right there by Clay. A good hole to initiate that that startup. And then uh, he cut. He made a cut right in the middle, wearing down this uh, Comanche defense. As uh, lots of hands on the hips, will as uh, they have ended this third or in the middle of this fourth quarter. Also brought to you by Langberg Realty and Hill Country Collision Repair. Thank you, Lynn, and uh, everybody back at the station for allowing us to make this happen as well. Uh, we enjoy getting to come out here and call these football games. And uh, thank you for to Comanche for hosting us over here on the home side in their press box. Uh, it was their homecoming tonight. Montoya kicked the extra point. It was good, but they called false start. You're going yeah, back to read three back kick this one. He's been, uh, you know, he's been three for three. That would have been four for four. That's better than last week. Oh, had those two misses and. You know, kind of put us in a bind there late in the ball game. We'll retry this one. Comanche fans starting to leave the stadium after that. Uh, a lot of points scored there in a little bit of time. Sorry, it kicks a longer extra point, and it is good. I think it would have been good from, from 42. 3.37 on the clock here in Comanche. Your Mason Punchers lead at 28-7. to We'll be right back here on KNEL 95.3 in 30 seconds for more Puncher football. Hi, it's Angela and Chase from Willow Creek Cafe in Mason. If you haven't visited us yet, this is your personal invitation to come in soon for some home cooking at its best. Oh, yeah. 
We offer just about anything you could want for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. Every day. And if you know us already, we thank you for being our customer. So come see us. We love our customers. We'll agree on the northeast corner of Mason Square. 95.3 KNEL. Right, we're back here with 337 left in this ball game. Hunters uh, add on another score to make it 28 to seven. And uh, again, the offense finally uh, just, just I think they just worn out this defense. And uh, players got going here late. Jason Eckert, Matthew Kerr, looking a lot better on the scoreboard. Had seven seven for a long time. Yeah, and then Mason Punters, you know, let let Comanche get in, back into this one at the end of that first half, and uh, but they've done a great job in the second half of of uh, not giving them anything and capitalizing when they need to. They uh, they look they look more efficient and they look like they did in Sonora. And uh, oh yeah, time kicks off from the normal spot. Ooh, still inside the five, gonna be returned right side. Oh, flag comes in. And he's still on his feet, making cuts all the way out to the 45 to 50 into puncher territory. Good return. I don't know who that was. It ran him out of bounds. He's over there on the far side. That was Tristan Holden, number 50. Been a while since we've seen him in the football game. And he was able to uh, force him out of bounds. See what the white hat comes back with. That looks like a holding call on Comanche. Uh, That's going to drive him back uh, from the spot of the foul, which was the 28-yard line. And then they're going to be 10 from there. So they're going to be back inside the 20 by the time this one is stepped off where they'll have first and 10. That was number 11, the tailback Wilson on the return. Got number 11, number one back there, and I don't have my glasses. He's on the far side of the field, and I'm out of excuses. Well, number 11 is not real big, so uh, he's kind of merged together to make it look like a number one. 326 on the clock. Your Mason Punchers lead this one 28-7 to over Comanche. See if the Mason defense can make another hold here. Uh, force, the, force Comanche to a three and out. I'd say the twos get in there. Now 28 you've to got, seven. You've got some in there. The number seven, Jack Mayfield's over here playing corner at this time. Welch goes out of the shotgun. Has time to throw. Goes out. Out route pattern to the sideline. Caught. Seems like it's coming back. Kind of holding call. Going to back, back up Comanche to about the uh, somewhere around the ten yard line. Legal procedure was called as they snapped the football. Legal procedure, illegal procedure. Well, why didn't they blow it dead? I wonder. Yeah, normally that's blown dead. Uh, anyway, person fifteen. Keeping their own territory. 318 left on the clock. Welch stays in the shotgun. Wilkerson offset to his left. Motion inside receiver across. Make the jet sweep. Looks like he lost the football on the exchange. Indians recover. With a, also a couple more yards. Probably going to be about a second and 18.
they got the clock running again, down to close to three minutes, and Mason leads it late here, 28-7. to seven. They got Comanche 10 deep back uh, inside their 10-yard line, really right at the five. As well, or no, excuse, Cook's back oh, in at quarterback. They, they run the ball to Wilson. That's some good juke still on his feet. All the way out across the 20, near the 25. Man, he's got low. This guy the first down marker, but I think they're going to get it to him. He's got a low center of gravity. Yeah, they're going to mark him uh, just a yard oh, just a head- yard ahead of the first down. It's going to bring up a first down. Gosh, just head ducking tackles. But you've got uh, some guys out there that were trying to go high. Just picked his way all the way to pick up a you know, first down from a second and 20 situation. You got a lot of second team defense out there. Old linebacking core is different. 2.30 left in the ball game. Cook, right side, Wilkerson. Running room up the middle. Except about three on the carry. Hunters uh, should be able to control this one all the way to the finish, up 28-7. to 25 on the Barring any big plays here against the second-team defense. Clock is running. Fixing to be under two minutes by the time this one snaps. They stay in the run formation offense. Split backfield. Took under center. They go back to Wilson. Bounces Ooh. it outside. And Ooh. gets hit hard as he... Good job, Tyler secondary, Smith. Enough to pick up the first down. Tyler Smith just comes flying in there from the secondary to make that hit. After he picks up the first down, though, unfortunately. Comanche putting a little drive together. Uh-oh. May have another puking tackle. Did you see it? I saw it. Oh, puking tackle over there. J.J. gave up a few. Well, there's nervousness or... <laughs> Second game we've uh, seen. Uh, some of them kids told me the water that, come back up. That he pukes every game. So, whatever that means. Four man front. Ake over there on the left side. <laughs> and they run counterplay right side. And, uh, and he's going to make the tackle. You can tackle. Nah, I'll tell you what. Give some up there, big boy. <laughs> another <laughs> he just lined himself up to make another, a play. Another puking tackle. Yeah, it just makes him, it makes him more nimble, right? It could be a it could be a psychological effect. I guess slows down that runner before he gets over to that side. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> see, that guy, see that guy? It slowed me down for sure. I tell you that. Oh, puking tackle, making that turf a little slippery. Forty-seven seconds left in the ball game. First and ten. Manchi drops back. They throw to the sideline. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Heard a, whistle being, heard a whistle being blown. Tyler Schmidt uh, just uh, cremates uh, the uh, receiver over there on the far side after the fact. Uh, that's going to be a personal foul, and they're going to they're going to uh, step this one off, and it's going to be a first down Comanche. Well, Tyler Schmidt stepping up playing that safety spot well. I mean, he is just picking. You know, he got the tar- first targeting call of the season. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one, but yeah, he did. You're right. Well, it was just it was a good play. I mean, he just yeah. came in and yeah. hit the guys. He caught it. And, They're gonna yeah. call a personal foul on uh, on Mason, and it's gonna be a first down and ten for Comanche. Ball sits on the 46 yard line. <laughs> oh, 
38 seconds left in the ball game. Now Indians are in puncher territory. Ball to 46. Took play action pass. Chased out of the pocket to his right and nearly uh, hit hard there. As, uh, I'm trying to see who that is. Had come up and uh, was just about to waylay him. That was Connor Lassesti. Quarterback just had to go to the ground. Short pickup. Ball spotted behind them. Yeah, that was a loss on the on the play. Good pressure that time. I'm getting some word. I'm getting some word that we might not be on. Will. So uh, I don't know if uh, Bridges back at the station. Um. That's going to be intercepted by the punchers. He's coming back uh, this away. He's going to slide in. That's uh, going to be Tyler Schmidt on the interception. Uh, Comanche dropped back to try to throw the one deep, and uh, Tyler was able to undercut that one with time expiring on the clock. Mason punchers are going to win this one 28-7. Just a good uh, play right there at the end of the game. Uh, hopefully we're still alive. Blood. Go straight to a 10-minute commercial break. Wait for our uh, game stats and uh, scoring somebody to come in and uh, be back to uh, tell you all about it. Punchers uh, win this 28-7. to Listen to the post-game recap here on 95.3 KDL. Hill Country Propane, Inc. is the place for gas logs, grills, fireplaces, fire pits, and accessories from the basic to the exotic. We do installation on everything we sell, and we provide repair services, too. Come by our showroom at 1240 Highway 16 South in Fredericksburg or find us on the web at hillcountrypropaneinc.com. We proudly support the Mason Punchers. Hill Country Propane, Inc. Style, service, solutions. What makes you choose one realtor over another when you buy or sell ranches, homes, or property? Confidence. Confidence that your realtor has the hands-on experience to handle your business with discretion, professionalism, and just plain good horse sense. Nine Bar Land and Cattle is that kind of realtor. Choose us. Find us at WeSellRanchLand.com. Thank you kindly. All hat and no cattle ain't gonna get it done. For over 60 years, the Munsell family has been providing quality, professional heavy equipment services to customers in Mason, Brady, and the surrounding areas. Today, third-generation owner-operator of Cat Track Construction, Levi Munsell, continues to proudly provide those services. Whether it's clearing land, building a road, putting in a tank, or any job requiring heavy equipment experts, give Levi at Cat Track Construction a call today. 325-347-2174. That's Cat Track Construction, 325-347-2174. We'll get it all cleared up for you. Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. That's right. We've got much more than building materials and hardware. Check out our selection of Wrangler clothing and Twisted X footwear. Trust for the job with Wrangler Regular Fit, Cowboy Cut, and Cowboy Comfort Jeans. Wrangler Western Work Shirts and Denim Shirts and Twisted X belts. Protect those toes with Twisted X and Chippewa Snake Boots. Check out the new arrivals of clothing, building materials, hardware, and so much more at Mason Building Supply, 254 Moody Street in Mason, or call 325 3, 347 5899. 95.3 KNEL. Uh, we're back here for the post game wrap up. Mason Punchers uh, down the Comanche Indians on the road here, not 28 7. And uh, it was a tie ball game uh, into the midway through the third quarter. And then the Mason offense finally got rolling 
uh, with some big uh, clay hunter and Jay Secker runs and a great uh, naked uh, boot run by Matthew Kerr and then uh, able to make some stops on defense to uh, finish this one out 28 to 7. So, uh, what you know, it looked like a, and it was a kind of ugly sloppy first half for that off, offense. Uh, kind of, kind of looks similar to what we did last week, but the punchers are able to make those adjustments, uh, both sides of the ball and, uh, you know, get enough points on the board where it didn't look as close as it was early on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Will, I thought, uh, Mason did a whole lot better job of executing there towards the end of that second half and, um, just a little more efficient. Obviously, uh, Comanche in some desperation type situations there late, and uh, Mason was able to capitalize on some of that, uh, forcing them on uh, some three and outs there late that uh, really kind of sealed the game, if you will, um, for for Mason. Uh, still, some things to work on though. Uh, definitely as we move forward and and uh, what they're showing us. Little things, just I mean, it's just down to just execution. I mean, they know. Uh, they work on it during the week. They've got the script. Uh, they run it in pregame, and it's just it's just executing it in a live game situation and, and uh, reducing, eliminating those little you know just those uh, not as many false start penalties tonight, uh, but just some you know some bad snaps, mm-hmm. sure, uh, you know missed blocking assignments, uh, just things uh, you know that just sent us, sent us back once we got uh, into the opponent's territory. While we're waiting for the stats to, to come in, uh, if you want to find a uh, real uh, Bobcat radio station, uh, they're in a close ball game taking on uh, Mart tonight. Freer leads that one 41 to 40. Uh, still sometime in the fourth quarter. Man, that's a heck of a second half coming. They were down 28 14, and now they lead 41 to 40. Uh, I'm going to go back. Second half defense on that. I've got the stats here, Will. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's hear them. Uh, Post-game recap is brought to you by the Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is a proud sponsor of Mason Puncher Games. Come by and see us or find us on the web at ccbmason.com. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. So Mason Punchers win this one 28-7. Um, the scoring summary looks like this. I don't have the overall uh, summary here, but uh, we can hit a few highlights on the stat sheet. Uh, but uh, with 543 in the first period, Matthew Kerr runs it from 27 yards out. Uh, and then Kyle Montoya's, all his extra points tonight were good. Uh, late in the second quarter, nine seconds left on the clock, Cook uh, for Comanche runs it in from one yard out, and 44 Sanchez's extra point is good. Uh, there was not a score in the third quarter, believe it or not. Uh, third quarter went by relatively fast, but uh, with 8.50 on the clock, Matthew Kerr in the fourth period, Matthew Kerr runs it from two yards out for a touchdown. Actually dives over the middle. Uh, and then with 6.19 left to go in that same fourth quarter, Matthew Kerr runs it 43 yards out on that naked bootleg that you were talking about there, Will, and uh, and puts it in for a score. Um, that was after a negated uh, 85-yard run by Clay Clariner that was called back on the chop block. Uh Matthew Kerr is able to capitalize with a 43-yard run of his own and and punch that one in. Nonetheless, Clay finally gets his score as uh, uh, there's 3:44 left on the clock in this game. Clay Clarner runs it from 10 yards out to kind of put the nail in the coffin, if you will, and uh, tap off that 21-point fourth quarter for the punchers, bringing your total score to 28 to seven. Your Mason punchers are victorious. Uh, just a few stats here. Uh, 
looks like these are total stats for the year. Uh, the one that, puts, that puts Mason Punchers. Uh, that puts the Mason Punchers, uh, Matthew Kerr, as your leading rusher uh, to this point. Uh, if you, uh, excuse me, your second leading rusher after his game tonight. 33 attempts for 142 yards uh, is what he has on the year. Clay Clarner, uh, your leading rusher, 68 attempts on the year, 526 yards uh, thus far. Uh, but Matthew Kerr tends to uh, continue to pad his stats in the air as well as uh, it now brings him to a season total of 29 completions on 58 attempts. That's a smooth 50% uh, completion rate. Uh, for 386 yards, his longest being a 49-yarder, he's thrown three touchdowns and two interceptions uh, on the year. Um, did that one with the scoring uh, summary did it not have the the yards, just yard, the game, uh, mm-hmm. just the yardage game stat? No, didn't have that one. Should be. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah you just got to zoom in a little bit. Okay. Uh, passing uh, for Mason, they were four for 13 for 80 yards rushing. Uh we wound up uh, picking it up in the second half. Is on 33 attempts, we were we were uh, 232 yards. That gives us a seven-yard average and four touchdowns on the ground in this one. Uh, Comanche, on the other hand, uh, they managed to average their 3.6, even though uh, they, they we thought they were well above that after the four, third quarter there. On 44 attempts on the ground, they had 169 yards, and they were two for seven in the air for only 11 yards. Uh, Penalty-wise, um, uh, Comanche was penalized for 40 yards, no, 70 yards on seven flags. And, uh, Mason punchers were penalized, uh, 52 yards on six flags. But Mason really picked it up in the second quarter or in the second half in terms of their third down conversion as they wound up, uh, they wound up being, uh, two for four on in the second half where they were 0 for eight, I believe, in the first half. And so, uh, in fourth down conversions, one for one for Mason and one for one uh, on for Comanche. And I don't think that stat's exactly right because I know we had a fourth down stop there. They're, they're usually revised so, post game and it can right. change, you know, heading into the next week. Uh, but credit credit uh, uh, Jay Secker, you know, when we got when we got that touchdown drive that gave us the lead there, the third, you know, for getting that started, being that spark, sure, uh, the offensive line and just yeah. you know, those back to back runs. Picked up a couple of first downs, and uh, you know, he quarter took, ended kind of, kind of, you know, like throwing a timeout in there. But he uh, touched the ball, touched the ball three times to start that initial drive, and uh, wound up with 22 yards. So done sung here, here tonight. Those post game stats also brought to you by Greater Texas Solar. Your electric bill is making your temperature rise. Greater Texas Solar has the solution to reduce or eliminate your monthly electric bill. Well, five one two six four nine four nine two five for your no obligation free energy consultation and uh also uh, you know play the game tonight uh you know i have i have to say uh you know it would have been clay clerner's 85 yard touchdown run but that it was called back, that didn't happen i, I gotta give it to the matthew kerr just a beautiful ex, i mean the fake uh or my, it may just because i didn't have my glasses on but it sure did fake out the <laughs> defense as well blurred fake uh, you know, long touchdown run for quarterback. He had that good, uh, you know, option touchdown run to start the game, and uh, so I look forward to seeing him. You know, continue to, you know, put the football in his hands, let him uh, do some damage with his legs. Uh, 
Uh, you know, yeah, not, def- every, not every play, but uh, just enough to keep that defense on. I'd definitely give it to Clay or to Matthew Kerr tonight in terms of just his overall play, definitely. Uh, and, and on defense, I, I really think uh, you give it to uh, – if, if you're going to give it to a defensive player, I think you give it to uh, to Tyler Tyler Schmidt. I think that dude uh, played lots out tonight. He was very good in run support, and uh, he had that interception to kind of seal the deal right there at the end of the game on a desperation-type throw. And uh, tonight's play of the game is brought to you by Kingdom Automotive. Uh, Mason's best-kept secret is out. Kingdom Automotive has all your domestic and foreign auto repair uh, needs covered. Uh, next to Lantex on the San Antonio Highway, Kingdom Automotive, We'll get you back on the road again. So, uh, just a few more, uh, few more scores. I think Will's looking up here. Yeah, if you're uh, already getting in your vehicle or getting ready to head back to Mason, uh, definitely try to tune in. Uh, find that Referio Mark game. Referio leads that one, 41 to 40, uh, midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, Holland uh, built on their lead over Hearn tonight, 34-19. Uh, Fredericksburg and Bernie tied uh, late in the third quarter, 24 apiece. Uh, Jim Ned uh, goes out two scores over Brady, leading Brady 27-15. to Since Abbott gets another blowout, uh, well, what will likely be a blowout win, 55-6 to over Ingram. St. Augustine leading Hemphill 42-34. to Those games are still uh, still live going. Some finals, uh, Wellington puts 60 points up. Uh, they get a win over Panhandle. Uh, you know, Division Two team, but uh, they went over Panhandle 60 to 41. Uh, Hawley blows out Winthor 73 to 20. Harper retakes the lead over Menard. They lead, uh, or excuse me, they beat Menard 28 to 27. And uh, Snora had tied Burnett uh, at the half, or excuse me, in, uh, late in the third quarter. Now Burnett leads Snora 54 to 28. Shiner blows out Goliath 55 to six. And Wall uh, shuts out Big Spring 40-0. to zero. Ozona, big win over Junction 61-0. to zero. Those are some scores, uh, some finals from tonight's region and area games. We hope you enjoyed uh, this broadcast here tonight on 95.3 King Hill. The station has been broadcasting Mason Puncher football for over 40 years, and uh, we're happy to continue bringing you that coverage uh, uh, Friday after Friday uh, here on this uh uh, station, the voice of the Puncher football. And, Don't forget uh, to tune in tomorrow, uh, early game. Uh, actually, it's a brunch game, if you will, uh, for the Red Raiders. Uh, it'll be right here on 95.3 KNEL as they go to uh, Stillwater to take on – or no, Norman, Norman, excuse me, to take on the OSU uh, Sooners. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're – uh, they got a big job in there, but uh, – well, lo and behold, Tech, uh, they, they can be a crasher team. Well, they're coming off an open week, and, uh, of course, they're likely not going to have their starting quarterback. But, yeah, tune in right here. Uh, some Red Raider football. Uh, Brian Jensen here on 95.3 KNEL. And I'm glad about that early game. For one, I'll be on the road. I might get to catch a little bit of it uh, before a wedding tomorrow. And then, uh, uh, number two, we're going to Norman in the AM. Uh, those Norman uh, late-night games uh, sure. uh, against Oklahoma at home, Tend to tend to not uh, turn out well, so we'll see. Should be uh, tuning in right here on 95.3, and uh, we will be off next week. It's the open week for the punchers, so we'll be back on air to start uh, district against Harper. Uh, we'll be at home this year, so look forward to starting district at home. Uh, it'll be uh, a nice break for everyone for the team. Glad everybody back healthy. Again, thanks for 
Joining us here on 95.3 and in the memory and honor of the late Lee Graham, who was on the station for so many years, it's a great day to be a puncher. Have a safe trip home, a great weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of weeks. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening to Mason Puncher's Football here on KNL 95.3 FM tonight. Mason Puncher's Football has been brought to you by Mason Bank, by Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle Company, also brought to you by Mason Building and Supply, Heart of Texas Ford, Mason Puncher's Club, and Laneburg Realty. Also, supporters of our broadcast include the Commercial Bank in Mason, Hill Country Propane, Cat Track Construction, Pro Granatus Lawn and Landscaping, Kingdom Automotive, and Greater Texas Solar. Thanks for listening to Mason Puncher's Football on KNEL. Thanks for listening to KNEL Sports Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your podcast today. For live broadcast of KNEL Sports, listen to 95.3 KNEL FM, 1490 KNEL AM, or KNELradio.com. Or to make it simple, just ask Alexa to play KNEL FM or KNEL AM. Or find KNEL 95.3 FM or 1490 AM on the TuneIn app. We look forward to being with you again here from KNEL.